WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that'll sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Starring your genial host, renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man? The Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Band Radio Network for a Tuesday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, I believe we're at the war is peace stage of our Orwellian nightmare, day 1125. Keep it the Eric in America. Say hello to EZ. What's up? Good afternoon. Putting the heat in Heather. Hey, guys. Double H is here. Dark History Hour 3. Our buddy Jonathan Morris. After that, uh, your remarks from the Florida Man Radio app. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't realize yesterday was Black Outreach Day, and uh, our president did, in fact, reach out to a black family in uh, North Carolina. With some fried chicken takeout. He bought them chicken tenders. He got a hamburger. (laughs) I got the audio on that later. Last night, the Senate worked late. In order to anally rape each and every one of the American taxpayer uh, without a single thought about you. Why is every piece of legislature... In which the Democrats and the Uniparty get what they want. It's always historic. It's Chuck Schumer. Well, Mr. President, it's been a long night, a long weekend, and a long few months. But a new day is here, and our efforts have been more than worth it. Today we witnessed one of the most historic and consequential bills to have ever passed the Senate. Most historic and consequential to ever pass the Senate. Here's uh, Mitt Romney. We will soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. (laughs) You have got to be effing kidding me. The most important vote you will ever take as American senators, U.S. senators, is to send $60 billion to Ukraine. It, it, it is amazing to me. that That's how they're going to sell this. It's historic. Here's Josh Hawley. Dennis, we have enough money to make hundreds of millions of dollars of our taxpayer funds available to the private sector in Ukraine. We are now literally funding... Their businesses, their banks, Lord knows what. We've got money without end. 
We've got enough money to pay for bureaucrat salaries. We've got enough money to pay for Ukrainian government officials' pensions. That right there. If, you, if you're a working person in America trying to save money for, for uh, a decent retirement and in a country that's gone kaput, you know, physically, like Ukraine, and our, your taxpayer money, the money that you paid on the money you earned is now funding some Ukrainian useful, useless uh, bureaucrats' retirement. Yeah. If you saw your 401k go completely kaput, uh, and now we're putting money into something that was already failed before the war even started. Right. Their pension plan was garbage before the war started. Now we're putting money into it to help them now. It's almost like we're, they, they've got something on us. We've got enough money for so-called humanitarian aid that gets funneled away from, siphoned off into any manner of corrupt uses. We won't know because we don't have a special inspector general to oversee this money, but that's a different story. Oh, no, we've got plenty of money. And I have listened carefully, carefully, to colleague after colleague of mine come to this floor and stand where I am now and say, it's so important that we spend this money on these overseas wars. We must spend the money. If we don't spend this money now, why, it may cost us more money in the future. No, it's, it's imperative. It's imperative that we spend this money. Meanwhile... These same people turn to the citizens of Missouri and say, you're not worth a dime. They say, you can't have a penny. They turn to the residents of Kentucky and Tennessee and Alaska and New Mexico and Arizona and Utah and Texas, and they say, we don't care that you were poisoned. We don't have a dime for you. We have unlimited money for Ukraine. We're going to rebuild the borders of Ukraine. That's in this bill, but we don't have anything for you. That's the only thing that it's the only way this is historic is it's historically un-American. There's not a penny in here for any American citizen unless or anything to benefit our country, unless you consider the private contractors doing work that we're funding through this bill partially in Ukraine. I mean, it's if it and I hope I I would I hope and pray that Mike Johnson just—he's already said it's DOA. Let's hope he means it. I don't think there's anything that you could do to this bill to make it passable, unless you. Uh, well, I don't even think if you agreed to shut down the whole damn border and not let a single more, uh, a single uh, additional illegal into this country, that wouldn't make it worth it. Yeah, it's the oddest thing I've ever seen in that we have. It's not a bill for the American people in any way. Our Senate just passed a bill that does not help the. It only hinders American people. Does not help in any right. But they'll tell you it does. It does benefit the American people because we must stop Putin. If we don't stop Putin, then it's going to be big trouble. Did you know that in 2023, late last year, uh, that we learned that Putin suggested through his intermediaries that he was ready for a ceasefire. Freezing the conflict at the current lines, unwilling to cede any of the Ukrainian territory that is currently controlled by Russia. I don't know how much that is. I don't think it's that much. Um, and we said, we, we said no. We, the Amer- United States said, no, 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 no. You can't stop this war. We're just starting. We're getting started here. Um, 
And by all accounts, uh, the people that you talk to, experts all agree, although you don't hear much of it, is that is that Ukraine cannot win. It's unwinnable. This is a un, there's it's unwinnable by Ukraine. There's no way that they can prevail. Um, I wanted to play this. Uh, I mean, there's there what three or four hundred thousand Ukrainians are 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 dead. There's a hundred. Russia has a hundred million more citizens in it than Ukraine does. I'm just at this point, what is a Ukrainian victory anyway? I mean, they say, okay, well, not a single land given up. Uh, this has been a war that's been mired in the mud for six, seven, eight months now. There's been no transfer at all. It's not Russia hasn't gone any forward. They haven't gone any far right, any it's back. Just, it's, it's a it's just stale where it is. No one's advancing. No one's retreating. It's just stuck. Here's Elon Musk. The, the really important thing to, to bear in mind here is that um, this, this spending does not help Ukraine. Prolonging the war does not help Ukraine. This is very important to appreciate. Um, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. Like, America wants to be the good guy. You, you know, that, that's actually pretty rare. We actually care about what, whether we're the good guy or not. <laughs> Most countries don't. Um, and, and and we want to we want to keep that we want to do the right thing we want to help people, the the problem is prolonging the war and and having sacrificing the flower of Ukrainian youth and and we should have some sympathy for the Russian youth as well. It's not like they want to be there, um, and having all these boys die for nothing is wrong, and it needs to stop. Um, the longer it lasts, it just means more Ukrainians will die. And as will Russians, but not on the same, not on the same, at the same level. And I mean, at some point, you're going to run out of Ukrainians, <laughs> quite literally. And we're just happy to sit there and fund it and, and, you know, continue to feed it as much as it needs, just more money. Well, I had a, thought I had a, a great. Mm, oh, yeah, here it is. It became very clear to anyone paying attention several months ago that Ukraine cannot win its war against Russia. The Ukrainian military will not be able, even with Western backing hundreds of billions of dollars of it, to expel the Russian military from parts of eastern Ukraine. Ukraine doesn't have the industrial capacity, neither does NATO or the United States, and it doesn't have the people. Russia has 100 million more in population than Ukraine does. And that means that further support from the West for the Ukrainian military only means more dead Ukrainians and a further degraded Western economy in the U.S. and in Germany, particularly. So it's not simply a fool's errand. It's self-destruction. It's insane. It's cruel. It's abetting the killing of an entire generation of Ukrainians. This is very obvious. No honest person at this point will deny it. And yet somehow the United States Senate, which is always several years behind reality in its perceptions just a few weeks ago, decided to send another $60 billion to the Ukrainian government, which is both corrupt and authoritarian. They've canceled elections, they banned an entire Christian denomination, and then they killed an American journalist for noting any of this. <clears throat> yeah, we continue. To, I, I mean, I would hope that it, it's uh, DOA, but I don't know. I don't know anymore. Here's Rand Paul. He's rather... Open the champagne, pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on the way to Kiev. 
They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash in pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Now, they didn't have much time, really no time and no money, to do anything about our border. We're being invaded. A literal invasion's coming across our border. 800,000 people came illegally in the last month, and all they had time to do in the Senate was get the money, get the cash pallets, load the planes, get the champagne ready, and fly to Kiev. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, to learn that <clears throat> Putin suggested a ceasefire. Um, you know, and the U.S. says, well, we would, uh, that's not true, we didn't do, but several uh, intermediaries and Russians uh, said that they sent signals to Washington in 2023 publicly and privately through their intermediaries, including Moscow's Arab partners in the Middle East and others, that he was ready to consider a ceasefire in Ukraine, uh, and it was <clears throat> rejected by the United States. I mean, that's... Anytime there's a conflict, there always should be at least some people that are willing to come to the table. And we're going on two, almost three years now of this. And there's never once been like, hey, let's get everybody together and give meet up and see what everybody's demands are. Let, let, let get an idea what's going on here. So one says the, uh, the contacts with the Americans came to nothing. Senior Russian source with knowledge said in uh, late 20, 2023 and early 2024, uh, on condition of anonymity, a second Russian source with knowledge of the contacts told Reuters that the Americans told Moscow via the intermediaries that they would not discuss a possible ceasefire without the participation of Ukraine. And so the contacts ended in failure. A third source with knowledge said everything fell apart with the Americans. Uh, the Americans did not want to pressure Ukraine. Why wouldn't why wouldn't the United States want to pressure Ukraine? Look, let's let's stop this. It's, it's, you know, we're a bunch uh, war hawks. Everyone makes some money. Uh, they just say there appeared to be some unofficial conversations among Russians, not in the government, but that the United States was not engaged in them, he said. Putin's proposal, based on what has been publicly reported, was unchanged from the past demands that Russia hold on to Ukrainian territory. They suggest that it appeared to be, uh, uh, to be frustration in Moscow that Washington had repeatedly refused to accept it. Here again, <clears throat> you know, why, why do we? Why are we involved in, in the conversation? Which we're not, we're not at war unless we are at war with with Russia. You know, it, it would seem to me that you that Moscow would reach Zelensky somehow and say. You know, hey, we're willing to put down our uh, weapons and draw the lines where we stand. The land we hold right now, we keep the land, you know, and, and we'll, we'll retreat. At this point, though, what's the end game uh, right. for us? Because uh, we go and we give them $93 billion more worth of, uh, of weaponry and holding up their economy. And we go another six months of an absolute stalemate that it's been for the past year. And do we go... All right, uh, six months later, $93 billion more we need to get. we, we got to pass, pass another historic bill. This or, one's got to be extra historic. I mean, literally, the only part that's historic is that it's, it's, it's historically un-American. I don't know that we've ever passed a bill. Uh, probably we have. That, that does nothing but fund uh, at least two wars. Wars against, well, some goes to, uh, maybe three, because it goes to Thailand. 
for their their defense, I guess, against uh, uh, an, a pending Chinese invasion, and to Israel to, I guess, resupply their weapons. You know, Canada's thinking about taking some uh, Gazans, some some uh, Palestinians in. Okay, enjoy it, Canada. And then they'll filter down here to the United States, and then Elon Omar will fight for them. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I don't, what I hate about this bill is that what twenty something Republicans voted for it. Jesus, but you know, and and they love it. They think it's the greatest. Mitt Romney, the, it's the most uh, important, single most important bill he'll he'll sign as a United States senator. Give me a break. Um, <clears throat> the word is uh, out. Not only is um, inflation up, stock market plunging. That's what happens when you lie and lie and lie to the American people and tell them that this Bidenomics is something else. It's incredible. This is, the economy is just zooming along here. And then inflation goes up more than expected. It was expected to go down even further. That's what you were t- telling everyone. Oh, it's going down. It's going down. It's all the indicators. It's going down. Well, it went up. Not much, but it still went up. Stock market took notice. Uh, last I looked, it was down 735 points. The loss, what did you say? Half, Half the ga- of the, all the gains made this year. Yeah, gone. Not only that, Biden's job record is falling apart as well. Um, a report out. Uh, the title is "All Employment Growth Has Gone to Immigrants Compared to 2019" by the Center for Immigration Studies. His jobs re- record is built on the record hiring of 2.9 million job-seeking migrants. And a persistent 183,000 deficit in the number of Americans with jobs uh, compared to 2019. His immigrant employment has exploded. The number of you, get this, the number of U.S. born Americans working, although it has grown a little, has still not returned to the 2019 pre COVID level. The data does not say American job seekers are being unfairly pushed aside. Instead, the data shows that all of Biden's extra jobs above the 2019 level are held by his migrants, his illegals, even as U.S.-born workers haven't regained all of their jobs from 2019. Mm. That's... uh you know, uh, if you're sidelined right now, like the 5 million uh, Americans that aren't counted as unemployed because they've not looked for jobs in the last month, they're described as, uh, by government officials as not participating in the work, in the, in the workforce. Workforce participation among non-college educated U.S. born men is not even returned to 2019 level, which itself is very, very low historically by the historical san- uh, standards. So that's been a lie. A big one. And it's a, you know, I don't know how they're getting jobs. I guess they're, after six months, they can apply for some works. Yeah, get like a, a sanctuary work visa type of thing. Um, Victor Davis Hansen, one of my favorite people, uh, is teaching a class at Hillsdale College on, <clears throat> it's just on citizenship. And how important citizenship is, this is the intro to the class. When you have these woke revolutions, it requires all of us at some point to say, no, not going to do this. 
A nation has to have civic education. They have to know what the Constitution is. They have to know what the First Amendment is. They have to have some idea who the people were that died at Shiloh, what Okinawa was about, who Andrew Jackson was, who Lincoln was, who Harriet Tubman was. If you don't have models of your past, and you're going to forget it. We are living in a country that has no resemblance to the visions of the Founding Fathers in the first 200 years of our history. We're losing that ability with tribal politics, wokeness, cancel culture. If you lose the idea of citizenship, and if Americans don't see themselves as unique citizens of the United States, then you don't have a country. Uh, you should check out the Hillsdale website. Uh, it's, a, it's a free course you can take it uh, at your own pace and uh, maybe sit your kids in front of the computer uh when we return you i want to play some audio from joe scarborough about how ridiculous it's so ridiculous how far backwards these people are willing to bend in order to placate everyone about biden and his memory uh it's ridiculous stuff um we'll get to that and We'll check in on one of the families who uh, is housing a, a family of slave, uh, 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 illegal aliens. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay. My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> What drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant, made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything and when you think about it that way that you could help that many people it's amazing it really is learn more and sign up as an organ eye and tissue donor go to organdonor.gov a message from the u.s department of health and human services health resources and services administration having low income can mean making tough choices choosing between paying for food or medication where a place to live is a reality for many people. Do you know someone who could use some extra help? Find out about the Supplemental Security Income Program, SSI, administered by Social Security. You could receive monthly SSI payments if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. SSI is money you can use to help pay for basic needs, like putting food on the table keeping the lights on, paying the rent. It can mean new shoes for growing feet or help with medical needs. Call 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov SSI to schedule an appointment or start to apply today. That's ssa.gov SSI. This message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Some updates on the uh, Lakewood shooter. Um, and I think someone's trying to predict that a, 
Bible prophecy is coming true because Mark Zuckerberg's building a two hundred million dollar under underground bunker. That's I guess somewhere in the Bible. So does Zuckerberg know about the prophecy? Because he doesn't really He's strike really me as a really really religious guy. No, you're right. He doesn't. Yeah, uh, he probably thinks that's a, just a coinky dink. But he knows that something big is coming. Or, or did like the Vatican call him like, hey, Zuck, uh, we need to get you underground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Save him at all costs, please. Uh, here is the links. The last will go to protect Joe Biden and his issue with memory and um, cognitive decline. It's uh, John Heilman. We've seen examples over and over again of Donald Trump just losing it on stage here. And <laughs> you, you, you had the whole political world come to a stop. First of all, because for some reason you had... The guy, uh, the special counsel, asking, "Hey, um, what uh, what year did did your son die?" And supposedly he didn't remember what year his son died. And and this was the most damning thing. I said this yesterday, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just older people. We've we've lived a busy and active life, but nobody's closer to me. Nobody's been closer to me in my life than my mom. If somebody asked me in the middle of the deposition, "What year did your mom die?" I go. I don't know, 2017, 2018, 2019. I don't know. I can tell you everything about it. Yeah, my, you're mom an absolute liar. my mom died in 2001. Yeah, he's an absolute liar. If you say, oh, my mom was the biggest thing in my life, you can't remember what year your mom died. My you... grandfather on my dad's side died in 89. My grandmother on that side died in 04. I remember these dates. Because that's a sign, that's a thing for that. He said this earlier, like everybody's going, oh, I'm, I forget, I have a, oh, I can't remember anything, so it's no big deal. Uh, honestly, that <laughs> we're getting to that point with media where uh, we could watch Biden come out and eat a dog crap sandwich on stage, and then Joe Scarborough the next day would be like, yeah, every morning I get up, I put a little turd on there, and I eat yeah, a I'll let you guys in on a little secret. Uh, my skin is so good because uh, I eat dog crap. <laughs> Boy, it's nice. Having a, uh, uh, some uh, illegals living in your house. The Haitian family <laughs> living in the Boston area. The optics of this is hilarious. With Lisa. Huh? <laughs> the optics it of is, this whole video is hilarious. It's so bad. It's more difficult at the time. She felt bad, as any mother would. Now things are looking much brighter as they've been welcomed into Lisa Hillenbrand's Brookline apartment. She says her daughter is very happy. When she wakes up in the morning, she says, hi, Lisa, and everyone starts the day smiling. Um... This lady, Lisa's got to be out of her mind because she's this. They have a this is a little kid, a little baby, running around like a crumb snatcher. And it's a very small apartment that she lives in. It's a delight, and it's really fun having them. What I realized is there's so much prejudice against refugees, mostly because people don't know them. Lisa says she feels like she has her own personal chef. As there he goes, right there. Well, Donde loves cooking. They gusta. I knew there was something in it for her. Just against refugees, mostly because people don't know them. Lisa says she feels like she has her own personal chef, as Wildande loves cooking. Te gusta la ocupación? Sí. In fact, her goal is to open up her own restaurant. That's why I robbed this lady blind. 
Uh, she seems like a nice lady, but you see the I don't know the area of uh, Boston where they are, but she has a it's like it looks like a perhaps maybe a one or two bedroom. The kitchen is is tiny. Yeah, it, it's probably uh, quite expensive, but it is a small apartment. She was living by herself. I'm sure she's got some money uh, for the from from Boston or from the state or somewhere. Uh, don't they pay them a, uh, a stipend to take people in? I, I think that was the plan. I don't know if they've actually gone through with that. <laughs> but for an old white lady to be in a kitchen watching her black lady <laughs> cook and be like, it's like having a personal chef. Uh, and it's a she has a and I'll point the obvious it's a black Haitian woman. It's, she got herself a live in, and I bet she, I bet when uh, Lisa's at work if she's working, uh, Willa Donda uh, does some light housekeeping. Yeah, okay, Willa and Donda, the laundry. I'm I'm going to work. Can you maybe like I got the little laundry over there. Can you maybe just put that in the washing machine and I don't know. I expect something for dinner when I come home. <laughs> God. Don't go, you know, crazy, but, you know, go crazy. The Lakewood shooter, shooter, the trans shooter person, it's it's an interesting, somewhat of a bizarre intersection because of the sticker on her rifle of, of a trans person and their, their support for, for people that would kill them. You know, that's one of the oddest things. It's We've seen it a lot, though. It's of that... Queers uh, for Palestine. Yeah, it's of that mold of they feel, um, you know, they don't feel that they're being ostracized, so they got to go to the... They have to support the next group over that they also feel is being marginalized, and then they support the next group over that's also being marginalized, even though none of their actual uh, societies go together and they don't actually believe in the other one. Right. Here's Sarah Gonzalez. This is exclusive information uh, that was given to me that when you go and search voting records, if she, in fact, was from El Salvador, why does she have a voting record? Why is she listed as voting in the 2020 election? Hmm. And if we could go to that other uh, picture there. Yes, there is her voting record. So, she has a history of voting, mental health issues, uh, and previous penned anti-Semitic writings. They, her, her former neighbors in Conroe, Texas say they tried to tell you. So, six women that live in the neighborhood of Conroe, just that's a, they call it Houston, but it's a suburb. Uh, she said they targeted, she targeted them, harassed them, threatened them, displayed firearms, and made them fear being outside of their homes. Um, they held a news conference in the driveway of their, uh, in their, uh, in their neighborhood to describe, uh, they, what they say have, have been endure, what they've been enduring and to criticize what they say was officials failure to respond to the reports about Moreno. They say that kid's fighting for his life, shot in the head. Look, that's what happens when you bring your kid to a, you know, to to your shooting. You couldn't fight a babysitter. <laughs> you know they what were I mean? Crazy, I love already. <laughs> yeah, that's what else do we find out about her? She has a lengthy a lengthy rap sheet as well. 
There's always somebody when a, a shooting happens. Oh, we try to tell the officials. You know, th- think of one that hasn't, uh, except for the Las Vegas shooter. That was MK Ultra, though. Um, and also, we know for a f- that they spent hours yesterday with multiple police officers to figure out what pronoun they used <laughs> when they could have just unzipped their pants and taken a guess there. Uh, just, you know, and, and I, I imagine that this will soon completely disappear from the news. Uh, well, they uh, decided not to. Uh, I guess KJP had some comments on shoot mass shootings again today just because, but she forgot to mention the church in Texas, even though, I mean, the only person that died of it was uh, the shooter this time. So. Right. Thank God. And eventually her son, thanks to two uh, Texas cops that are off duty in there, trying to get the Jesus on, and you came in there try, you know, try to, you know, Rudy Tootie, fresh and shooty the place. Um, I didn't know... Maybe I shouldn't play this audio. I'm gonna play it anyway um, because it's I. You know, when you hear about squatters, I read the story today that there are in the in the Atlanta area alone, it's estimated that 1,200 homes are occupied by squatters. Now I find that pretty amazing. Well, how much of that comes from the COVID? Uh leniency that they put on there because everyone knew that was going to be happen sooner or later. Well, you mean people, people that owned that house are still in it. No, the people that rented the houses or owned the houses, either one. So they, they lost be, and they lost it during when finally you had to start paying your bills back again <laughs> and they're squatting in them technically now. Um, states, some states squatters are able to live rent free uh, in gorgeous. I mean, these homes in Atlanta, you should see some of these houses uh, they it takes them in some case years to get them out, and it's becoming a, uh, an absolutely huge problem. Certain areas of the country, like uh, Atlanta, for some reason, I don't know why that's such a hot spot. They're ruining entire neighborhoods. Cops, their uh, police response to evict is so slow. Some homeowners have uh, resorted to paying nuisance, paying them cash to leave. That's insane. Listen to this guy. And how you can too. So the first thing I did was find a vacant house that somebody was trying to rent. Next, I looked up how to break into a lockbox without using force. Thanks, YouTube. Next, I forged some documents. This made it look like... So he goes to the homes that have a lockbox. And there's a way, it's an important thing, that he doesn't use force. I don't know that they could construe if you broke the lock as breaking and entering, probably so, but he didn't break anything. He picked this lock. He got the, well, he does not going to tell anyone that, but there's no sign of force, right? No, he said he used YouTube. I bet you I can look it up in two in a couple seconds to figure out exactly what he did. I see. It's just, it has involves a small piece of plastic you slide in the lock. It looks stupid. Thanks, YouTube. Next, I forged some documents. This made it look like I had a lease agreement and I called the utility companies and had the utilities put in my name. See, I didn't know how. I, that's what I always wondered. How do you get the, uh, you know, water and electric on there? Because you don't, you can't show that you. Well, now I know. I'm not going to pay them, but they don't know that. <laughs> when the owner showed up, I politely explained that this was my house now, and they need to leave. So they call the police, and I show them my lease agreement and the utility bills, and they tell the owner that this is a civil matter, and they've got to sue me. This made the owner super angry, so she lawyers up and tries to evict me. Of course, I can't afford a lawyer, so I call up a tenant advocacy group who gives me a lawyer that's 100% wow. free and funded by taxpayers. 
So my out-of-pocket is still $0. So this lawyer fights on my behalf for months and months, really driving the owner crazy and costing her tens of thousands of dollars. Finally, the owner decided it would be cheaper to just give me a chunk of cash to leave rather than continue paying the lawyer. So she writes me a check for 10 k and I move out. I didn't even have to clean the place up, and that's a good thing because I do a lot of drugs and the house looks every bit of it. <laughs> still no thank you no, for aerating the walls, but whatever. So I just got nine months of free rent in a house that otherwise would have cost me three grand a month, plus a nice cash for keys check. And I was that's twenty seven thousand dollars. Wasn't even charged with anything. And they didn't, they didn't charge you with anything. That's amazing to me. Yeah, because it's if you can prove residency, it's almost impossible. Um, there's no way I own a rental in that city. Can you imagine? Whew. I don't know. I would just be, you know, you know that everyone in the neighborhood hates you. They know you're a squatter, you know, that you're not going to talk to anybody. And, and you, you know, you get two houses of squatters on a street or in a neighborhood and they're throwing parties, you know, they're. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of neighborhoods nowadays. You don't really know your neighbors. You don't, uh, the neighbors don't interact anyway. So it doesn't matter. That person lives, they leave, they live their life. They go leave the house, come back to the house. Do whatever else they're going to do, and they've not paid a dime for anything. And then they get paid a chunk of cash to leave. You can almost make a living doing that. Uh, well, it happened as predicted. Tucker Carlson was asked if he considers himself an anti-American. We knew that would happen because he said this. And very disturbing for me was the city of Moscow, where I'd never been, the biggest city in Europe, 13 million people. And it is so much nicer than any city in my country. I had no idea. My father spent a lot of time there in the 80s when he worked for the U.S. government and barely had electricity. And now it is so much cleaner and safer and prettier aesthetically. It's architecture, it's food, it's service than any country, city in the United States that you have to, and this is not ideological. How did that happen? How did that happen? And at a certain point, I don't think the average person cares as much about abstractions as about the concrete reality of his life. Have you seen the side-by-side -side of the subway? The uh, Russian subway, uh, the public train system, and the New York subway side-by-side? -side. The Russian one is opulent. High ceilings, arched, tiled, beautiful light fixtures everywhere. It's gorgeous. It's clean. I wore like four people shot the Brooklyn subway yesterday. One day, one dead. Yeah. Why you uh, ride the trains that smell like urine all day long anyway. <laughs> you might just get an opportunity. I've, I've seen that video where the guy's laying there sideways, passed out, bummed, drunk, pulls his pecker out, just starts whizzing on the floor. Mm -hmm. Come to the Big Apple. <laughs> We're a brand. New York City is a brand. Uh, do some other Bible prophecy stuff happen or allegedly happen. Just recently, you don't recall anything like like aren't some wolves or or coyotes supposed to show up somewhere? I don't know. Heather, the, uh, the do you know about ones. this? I do not. Damn it! I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> well, uh, this is apparently one of them. As billionaires are building giant underground bunkers, uh. The richest guys in uh, on the earth are building doomsday bunkers uh, in a move that is now predicted in the last most dramatic book of the Bible, allegedly. 
Uh, Christina Randall claims that Zuckerberg's bunk- bunker is just the latest of around 15 of these uh, such bunkers being built by billionaires around the globe. She said, it's definitely very interesting that they're choosing to build something that it sounds like could be fully self-sustaining, especially if something catastrophic happened to the world and uh, it was no longer ha- uh, habitable. Why not just build a regular old mansion or some kind of commercial facility that could generate Zuckerberg even more money? The building is definitely not cheap, estimated to cost around $270 million, the largest private personal construction project in human history. Or it could be the fact that we've had nukes pointed at ourselves uh, in different nations since the 80s. Yeah. Uh, The verse she's referring to is Revelation 6.15. It says, "The the kings of the earth, the princes and the generals, the rich and the mighty, and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. I guess you, I don't know that they'd invite every free man. Uh, Zuckerberg's not going to invite, you know, uh, normal people to be down there with him. No, Zuckerberg's going to have dudes with guns standing above his entrance. You will need some slaves. I mean, he's going to have to have a staff. Well, well not he, as slaves. I mean, they're getting their lives saved. He's got to so. have a small yay. I mean, really, how are you going to eat his Angus steak burger, his Wagyu steaks, if he doesn't have a good wine pairing with them? <laughs> Uh, did you? Is there has there been another alleged prophecy? Uh, I, you put in Bible prophecies and things go. Oh crazy, yeah, so. yeah, all right. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> um, do I understand it that Fannie Willis could not only get disqualified from the case, but she broke enough laws that she may toss in the who's gal? Uh, theoretically, they could. Would they? Well, of course not. She's a Democrat. But, she'll never go to jail. But there is a high probability that she will get dismissed from this case. Um, Fulton County Superior Court is going to take up a, uh, the misconduct allegations, including the claim that she financially benefited from hiring her ostensibly underqualified lover, <clears throat> Nathan Wade. Despite her best efforts, Willis may even have to testify under oath uh, with uh, Trump in the room watching. Why would Trump be in the room? Because uh, he wants to be. They said he doesn't have to be, but they I guess he, Why, he said he'll sh- he's going to show up for it. So oh, it's, he's not involved in that's the di- divorce case, right? Uh, no, this oh. is the to have the case dismissed against him or have her dismissed from the case. Oh, he's going to be in the galley. Yes. Oh, I, that's a great. I'm going to give her the evil eye. Look, I can be very intimidating. Look at my uh, my, uh, my intimidating mugshot. The judge made it clear that uh, she could ultimately be disqualified. Uh, that'll be maybe the least of her concerns. If she's found uh, that she misled the court uh, when, when she suggested the fair did not begin until uh, after Wade's appointment, then Fulton County DA could possibly face legal ramifications. I, I mean, disbarred, maybe? Or suspended? or uh, She could be completely disbarred. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Republicans are also looking into whether her office misused federal funds. The Senate is investigating wrongdoing on her part. Fulton County is pressing her for information concerning her office financials prosecutors as she is being sued for allegedly failing to turn over records in compliance with the Georgia Open Records Act. Man, and this is the woman that's prosecuting Trump. And she put in a sworn affidavit saying that she hadn't started dating him until all the uh, until the divorce proceedings had already gone through, 
And, well, the numbers and, and the whole trips and stuff like that uh, kind of argue that uh, is false. So Because that could also harm her, right? Uh, uh, her, her law license, if she was known to, you know, be morally compromised. I mean, she put in a sworn affidavit that was false. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know if it's funny or fanny. But I, see, I hear like half and half. Fanny's much more fun to say, obviously. You don't like saying funny? Funny. No, funny. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is kind of hinky, but I think, you know, <laughs> I... I enjoy the the creativeness. Arizona congressional candidate uh, Connor O'Callaghan, Wall Street exec. Uh, he's in the Democratic primary. Uh, they looked into his campaign donations and they found that uh, he accepted money from an unusual group. His three young children, who are all minors, each of his three elementary age kids donated the legal max maximum of thirty three hundred to their father's U.S. House campaign. But apparently his ducks are in order. I mean, it's legal for minors to donate to political campaigns under some conditions. The donation has to be knowingly and voluntarily given. Uh, it has to be made with funds that the minor owns or controls themselves. And the minor can't contribute funds that they were given as a gift for the purpose of making a political donation. So, I mean, obviously that's what the guy did. Maybe yeah. he had his mother, the kid's grandmother, put 33 or whatever in their accounts. Uh, uh, they they hadn't made many deposits um, in a while. They've only added like what five hundred bucks to them. They hadn't had any deposits into them. They had been uh, created, created with the original amount, with exactly almost that exact amount, and left there for uh, the year before he decided he was going to start running. Uh, okay, he they say there's nothing illegal about it. Yeah, he got creative on how to give himself some extra campaign funds. Wow, and it looked like he was getting donations. Uh, oh, let me get my. He's good unless one of those kids rats on him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, one of those kids will wait. I had $3,300 yeah. in my account. <laughs> I still could get an Xbox. I didn't have that kind of cash. How much is in there now? Uh, $2,850. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, that's very clever. I'm sure he's not the only one that does it, right? You know, you know you're know, going to run for something far in advance. you got a campaign. It's creative accounting. It is creative accounting. Uh, you could do it with an, any number of people. You know, hey, about it, put this in your bank account, please, and hold it. Don't spend it. Which you got to have people you trust. And then, like, yeah, yeah, in about two years, I'm running for office. So why don't you just donate all that money I gave you? Uh-huh. Um, all right, when we return, Uber and Lyft um, are going to go on strike on Valentine's Day, demanding higher pay. Um, and didn't CBS, well, Paramount is what? NBC, Paramount? CBS. Yeah, CBS. Yeah. They had the biggest viewership of the Super Bowl, of, of the second of anything ever on television. With the first was the moon landing. Uh, and, and then uh, they uh, laid off 800 people. <laughs> nice. All right. Hold on. Let me get my, my act in order here. Stick around. It's a Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Smiles are powerful, they spread joy, laughter, and hope. 
But not everyone gets a fair chance at a smile. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. In America, most children with clefts receive immediate care, but others around the world may never have access to the surgery they need to thrive. Smile Train is changing that. As the world's largest cleft charity, our sustainable model has sponsored more than 1.5 million smiles. We offer training and financial support to local medical professionals so they can provide life-changing surgery and other essential services at no cost to families. It's more than to see these children, to hear the difference that we make. And for me, being born with a cleft lip palate, knowing what they went through, is so life-changing for me. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org learn. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. See, CDC has removed the five-day COVID isolation guidelines, which means that was all BS. Yeah, it's almost like it's just they made it up on the fly. So, I mean, honestly, you don't even have to call in. Uh, uh, you don't have to stay at home. That's almost why, uh, part of what I think is they got tired of it. You do it down at the CDC. Everybody that wanted a day off, like, yeah, we got COVID. Yeah, I got the COVID again. Somebody's like, all right, go. Take that off. I'm so tired of people being gone a week every time they have a COVID. Uh, um, 86% of COVID-19 cases in the U.S. as of mid-January caused by the subvariant JN1, which is a, quote, variant of interest, which we might need to pop off around October. So they removed the, first they removed the uh, social distance. They admitted that was crap. They've admitted the masks never worked, and they knew it. And then you find out they knew all of the other, you know, the myocarditis. They knew all about all that stuff. But you took it anyway. Uh, so why would Uber and they want more money? I don't know exactly how they get paid, um, but across the country, here in Orlando, Austin, Chicago, Miami, Pittsburgh, uh, they're not taking anyone now. If it was on Valentine's Day, I would say we're not we're not driving dinner time, right? Date time, but they're not. They're just refusing to take people to the airport. I think there's some reasoning behind that in the fact that uh, if they were to come out and say uh, we're not, uh, you're out on your date and you get drunk on your date, and uh, we decided we're not going to let you, we're not going to pick up anybody from uh, from Valentine's Day dates, and someone dies in a car accident because they went drunk driving, I would say they have a, an ability to sue Uber or those people Ooh. saying, hey, I would have taken rideshare normally, but uh, they were on strike and it caused me to have to drive my vehicle. Mm, about 130,000 rideshare and delivery drivers announced the, what they're calling on its members to strike to fight for fair wa- wages and safety. Uber, uh, Lyft, they're tired of being mistreated by the app companies. They said, we're sick of working 80 hours a week just to make ends meet. 
being constantly scared for our safety and worrying about being deactivated with the click of a button, the coalition wrote in their announcement. <clears throat> they got rallies going on between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. at 10 airports across the nation. Connecticut, Jersey, Florida, Illinois, blah, 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 across the country. The Rideshare Drivers United Union they say a year into algorithmic pricing, drivers have seen incredible decrease in our pay. Whatever calculations and algorithms they're using, it's absolutely useless. I mean, they have more drivers than they've uh, they've had since the middle of 2019. Uber believes that only a small portion of its drivers will participate in this. Uh, yeah, if you, it might be a good time, a good day for you. Yeah, uh, if you're, it's extra. But you're still going to be, it's still going to be the same, I don't know if it's a, what do they call it, crunch time, whatever. Will they jack the prices up, premium? I don't, I don't know if they'll, they'll adjust it on there. But it's, once again, another one of weirdly people wanting more out of something that's that's not what they think it is. What do you mean? Uber, for the most part, was designed to be a gig job, meaning that yes. you pick it up. Uh, like, hey, I'm working my other job, and, uh, you know, Friday nights I want to make a little cash, so I'll pick it up and do this and do that. And then people are like, well, I'm doing it full time because I, I don't want to get another job. I want to do Uber where I get to drive around all day long and just do nothing else but just drive around all day long. Right. And they went, but they're not paying me as much as I think I should get. So now they're asking, they want a guaranteed <clears throat> wage, meaning that they drive the same amount, uh, but they always get, uh, you know, they're living, always, whatever they consider the living they wage. All, minimum, well, they're just yeah. guaranteed. So you like a salary almost. They're they're expecting a salary paid out of there. And it sounds great and all, but guess what Uber's going to do? They're going to then start employing people full time. Yeah. And they're not going to hire as many people. They're going to get rid of a bunch of you. The CEO of Uber said drivers in the United States earned approximately thirty three dollars per utilized hour in the fourth quarter. That's not too bad. You can make money if you hustle doing it. Lyft said their drivers made about $31 per hour. But also, it is just like being a waiter. Uh, some days you're going to walk out of there and absolutely bank, and then some days right. you're not going to make any money. <clears throat> and it averages out, and you look at it at the end of the week, and you go, actually, that's more than I would have made if I was doing another job. That's kind of the way to, you should look at it, I think. But there's too many people that go out uh, either doing Uber Eats or Uber, and they have a bad night. They drive around. Nothing's really happening. They're getting bad tips. And then they go home and go, well, I drove for six hours and I only made this much. I feel like I'm getting robbed. But they don't ever talk about the nights on the Friday or Saturday nights where they drive and yeah. they make a couple thousand dollars extra. Can you make that much? Of no, a, you're uh, not making that. That's an exorbitant. But I mean, now you've done it. Star Trek guy's going to strike tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he could do that. He could just strike. If you wanted more pay. Um, yeah, it was never meant to be a full-time job. You know, what people want every little pity, little penny-ass job, fast food or whatever, to be, to to, to afford the American dream. It's the, those These jobs <laughs> weren't meant for, uh, yeah, and a gig economy, maybe you can make a good living at it. I don't know. If you worked diligently enough and you figured it out. I used to, in the beginning, after, you know, Uber, uh, after I started using Uber, I would just um, always ask the driver, so how's it, what's it like? Are you making any money? And blah, blah. And it's, it's always the same thing. Eh, some days are good. You know, days are good. Yeah. I never said, heard anyone say, oh, it sucks. I never make any money. Or I've never heard anyone say, I make more dough now than I did when I was a dentist, you know? Because there are days that you make a lot of money and there's days that you don't. It's not the same. It, it, that's part of uh, the 
the the rigor of uh, you have that freedom. You don't have to go into work every day because of being the uh, the fact that it's a gig economy. You don't have to go into work. You have that option if you don't feel like working that day. Now your j- day where your uh, your job is to stamp a widget every day and you make ten dollars an hour for that and you make that same every day. Uh, you don't get to take the day off, right? And you don't get uh, Tuesdays if you stamp more widgets, you get more money. There's no benefits with Uber, uh, which you know I wouldn't expect there to be. Um, but one of their uh, gripes is that they're constantly scared for their safety. Um, I mean, welcome to uh, the world of cabbies. You know, I mean, right? Yeah, you have the ability not to take this job. When's the last time you called a real, like a cab cab? Long time. Last time I did uh, was uh, the Uber was going to take too long. And I was was at the airport in Dallas to go see my pop. And uh, there was a line of cabs there. And I just hailed one over there. And uh, it, it was significantly less than an Uber trip. But it's an old stinky cab. Yeah, they've had to drop their prices. This guy too. smelled like paprika. Yeah, they've had to drop to compete against Uber. Well, 80 hours a week. That's that, that's what they say they work, 80 hours a week. Well, by Uber's standards, that's a pretty good living. Right? Does Uber take your taxes out? or No, you have to report it on your own, right? I think. I know they've changed some of it with it. I don't know how much they're doing with that. Let me see. You should be making $2,640 a week. Can you live on that? Uh, you're not big Valentine's people. We had discussed this. I'm not, no. Heather, you're not either, right? No. No? I mean, I'll get the kids chocolate and stuff. My husband's already double-checked that I've got that. But, yeah, no. Other than that, we don't. No. Yeah. Do they do the card uh, uh, campaign at the school where they all get give each other cards and, and, and candies and crap like that? So my middle schoolers know, but they'll still take some in. What do you mean? My, they'll still, like, for a couple of their friends. Um, but the youngest one, they didn't, all they said was bring in whatever you're bringing in and just have the kid's name on it, but don't have the, who it goes to on it so that it's less trouble for the teachers. So I, I think they're over it, too. I thought you are supposed to, well, back in my day, you had to bring one for everyone in your class. Yeah, you, you know? have to do that in elementary, yeah. Yeah. Is now, oh, you have to do it in elementary, but not after that? Not after so that. So you can decimate no. every kid's self-esteem right there on the spot? Yep. <laughs> from that to the all of the endless ads from uh, the flower companies and blah, 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 it's really, we should just cancel it. I don't do it. My wife gets mad if I, uh, if I buy flowers. Where's that flower story? They're the worst thing in the world. Uh, it's it's such a waste. If you want to kill the environment, yeah, it is a waste. They don't they they die. I mean, I, I think flowers are appropriate for like funerals and maybe and weddings. They said that this year you ought to switch from roses to sunflowers. Well, with good reason. <laughs> they have a huge carbon footprint. They're either imported from Colombia or Ecuador. Then they're loaded up on planes, 30 or so cargo jets from Columbia fly to Miami daily for your roses. The same from Ecuador. 
that amounts to almost 15,000 tons of flowers being delivered in less than a month. And uh, if you're the kind that uh, worries about the the environment, you should uh, not give flowers. 28% comes from flying alone. Did you know that? Uh, I don't even, I probably, you know, do a card. I usually like cook something special, you know, maybe. Yeah, we've uh, stick a bomb or something like that, huh? Given a, we do one serious and one funny card. We've done that for twenty years now. So, oh, that's a good idea. Uh, American farmers don't grow; they grow different flowers here. Except down in Tyler, Texas, that's rose country. There's a lot of rose uh, places down there. Americans uh, grow dahlias, zinnias, snapdragons, and sunflowers. None of them is good looking as the uh, rose, though. Uh, the Ohio House, this has had to be a big victory. Uh, they have the approval bill there to require kids take uh, to be taught capitalism as part of the high school financial literacy course. Pretty smart. They have to take a financial literacy course either as an elective or in the place of a half credit of math. It would also require the principles of capitalism to be taught as a part of that course. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, they're going to get a, they're going to go to the class next. I mean, I don't know. Could can uh, can a, an economics teacher or a math teacher break away? From, can they can they pull themselves out of their socialist nightmare to tr- teach a kid the benefits of capitalism? Uh, no, according <laughs> to that article, they couldn't. They had to have uh, specifically a um, financial literacy certificate to teach uh, those courses. Right. And then that part of that wasn't capitalism. They had to add that in there as a thing. And now that now regular math teachers and and other uh, teachers can teach capitalism on there without having that financial literacy uh, certificate done. They can't? Can. They can. Yeah. Uh, The teacher shortage going on right now. One guy says, oh, there's a shortage. No, no, no. We already teach capitalism and history and government. This bill isn't needed. Uh, it's This bill is a one part partisan messaging, one part ideological warfare, and one part a poor fix to financial literacy from the previous General Assembly. If you're looking for just the messaging for upcoming election, here it is. If you vote for this bill, you're a capitalist, and if you vote against it, you're a socialist. Yeah. We would never tell a business community in Ohio that we're going to pass a law that here in this chamber that's going to increase the number of hours your employees have to input, and it's not going to cost you anything. We all know that time is money. Our teacher's time is just as valuable. Well, they'll do anything to not teach capitalism, won't they? Yeah. Which it should be part of is, you know, capitalism is how our country runs. You probably should, if you're teaching finances, uh, that's how you probably maybe should teach it. I remember uh, learning a bit about it in government. But not not details, you know. The bill will also allow students to take advanced placement courses in microeconomics and macroeconomics to fulfill the financial literary, literacy requirement. Under the current law, advanced placement does not count towards satisfaction of financial uh, literacy course. That makes no sense. Well... I'm, I don't know how many teachers can bring themselves to do it, is what I'm getting at. 
Like they're fi- that's almost telling your teacher to teach, uh, uh, telling a, a teacher from, from today to teach that uh, abortion is bad. That's something they never do. Or there's only two genders. Right? Yep. I mean, it's about as, as, as serious as uh, about that. Where do we start on the greener earth? Is it good or bad? Do we, are there, uh, no, we're told it's bad now that, uh, plant, we're planting too many trees now. I'm very suspect of that, that line of thinking. It's almost one of those weird, uh, we're doing something that does help. Uh, so we can't, can't do that because if we see any positive changes, then we can uh, end this grift. It's the weird, uh, we we can't really show any positive uh, cancer treatments because that ends the whole uh, we're fundraising for cancer treatment thing. Right. Same same thing. We, we've, we've gotten into where climate change has become a gigantic money grift where all these people that well, tell us that uh, we got to make all this, save all this money, we got to do all this, why they fly private jets across the world. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I from the time I can remember uh, learning about environment or whatever it's always been there's always been a tree planting effort somewhere we're planting trees uh you know i know that a lot of places you know industries that rely on a on trees and wood and for paper or whatever they have a, a program to do that but this says that literally uh it's green in the literal color in the last four decades the extent of green vegetation the amount of leaves in any given area has substantially increased across the planet a number of scientific studies say so. Satellite data. There's actually more green space today, not less. And, I, you know, the global greening phenomenon is not just occurring on land. Large parts of oceans are getting greener, too. But apparently that's bad. I thought it was good because greener means better because the uh, the uh, better the plant's ability to absorb carbon dioxide which is basically plant food um but there's more to greening than ECI it's uh it's not so much of a sign that forests are regrowing but humans are altering the environment on a planetary scale. What are we doing? Planting too many? We're physically planting too many trees? They're saying because of the fact that when we plant trees, we plant usually one type of tree. We, we, we're not going to, because the pine fact, trees or, uh, we're not, we're trying to actually plant trees that are going to grow. We're not just flying over top of large swaths of land, just dumping whatever random seeds out there and hoping for the best. So we're planting trees. Probably um, ones that we can cut down later to use for stuff, but we're planting trees. This is the, this is the, uh, Statement that baffles me. Uh, Carbon dioxide is not only a pollutant, but a fertilizer. A key ingredient in photosynthesis that helps plants grow. Some farmers even inject it in their greenhouses to accelerate plant growth. But now, we're fertilizing plants on a global scale. In the last two centuries, humans have increased the CO2 content in the air by roughly 50%. That means uh, 0.02%. Of 1% to 0.04 of 1%. Right, yeah. By 50%, no, it's 0.03 to (laughs) 0.04. Really, this article just kind of uh, states what we, when we talked to um, the gentleman we talked to a couple weeks ago with the the CO2 guy. Oh, yeah. And he said the same thing. Every, uh, right now we're seeing tons of positive reactors of the fact that 
the CO2 that we're, that's in our atmosphere is getting used up and brought into greener areas. We're causing tree and plant growth and all these other positives that are coming out of it. But they're freaking out like, oh, no, these are bad. We can't talk about positive things that we were, we're doing. I, it would only make sense that a leafier planet would make everything better. And they say they note the the exponential growth in China and India. Well, those are two of the most polluting CO2 producing uh, uh, countries on the planet. They're uh, fertilizing too much. <laughs> uh, it's such a, a, a circular argument, you know. Um. The sensors on a satellite, a rainforest in Indonesia, is near nearby monoculture of coffee and rubber trees. They both appear green, yet those two landscapes are dramatically different. The rainforest is home to orangutans and rare plants. They help regulate local climate, whereas the plantation is relatively devoid of life. All so you can have your rubber and your coffee. Well, too much green. So, uh, you know, the, the people over at, uh, what's that grass killer that gives you cancer? Oh, uh, I love ortho? that stuff. Yeah, no, it's no, a, uh, Heather doesn't know. Heather, do you know? Uh, Roundup? Yes, thank yeah. you. Roundup. My neighbors look at me and scowl when I come out and spray that in the cracks and my drive. like, well, keep their, our children away from you. Uh, some uh, 30 Harvard students went on a hunger strike. 30 pro-Palestinian Harvard students participated in a uh, in solidarity with 17 students at Brown University that refused to eat for eight days in order to pressure Brown the Corporation to divest from Israel. Eight days. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I mean, at least that's... They're trying on hunger strike. I'll give them that one if you say eight days. Yeah. That's impressive. The students intended to strike until Brown Corporation considered a resolution to divest from companies that profit from human rights abuses in Palestine. But they ended it uh, 12 hours later after Brown University said no. 12-hour hunger strike. How did they ever... So uh, was it was it they asked, okay we, we we'll present our demands uh, then we'll sit right here and not eat and it's gonna man and their stomachs are growling and they're twelve hours and they go man this is harder than I think it was gonna be have you heard from them yet no no uh, we'll uh, you know give them a call uh, I'm getting really hungry and they call back and say, oh she said no all right see you later <laughs> let's see all you go guys. get pizza yeah, let's go grab a burger somewhere you're supposed to sit there and suffer and uh, uh, and wither away in order to prove your dedication to it. Yeah, I don't think they understand what a <laughs> hunger strike actually is. Skipping lunch is not a hunger strike. That's basically what they did. I go 12 hours without eating, uh, you know, three or four days a week. You sleep in on a Saturday, you went 12 hours without eating. Right. That's true. So brave. Um, when we return, we'll get to your remarks. Uh, also, <laughs> Leo DiCaprio hates homeless people. Or either that or he solved the homeless problem. I don't know. One or the other. I don't, can't, can't be too sure uh, what it is. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. DiCaprio 
shooting a new film uh, in Sacramento, California. Um, and a city square there was cleared of homeless people and their tents with a uh, little more, little less than three days' notice. Um, officials cleared half a dozen homeless tents from Cesar Chavez Plaza so they could shoot last Thursday. Filming is not scheduled to uh, take place till Sunday. They put notices on the tents. Uh, 24 hours to move. They offered another spot and newly opened and a spot to the shelter. Locals, here's the part that gets me. Locals, meaning people that live there, tax-paying citizens, maybe business people in the town square, are uh, erupted in fury that the tents were moved. No, maybe they saw them partying they thought it was fury but it was actually celebration no they looked up the one person that happened to be part of that uh local uh charity for the for the homeless right that was furious they've made these, them move there's nobody that that walks by every day <laughs> uh, where's the where all the homeless people yeah, where all the homeless people go where's the stench what's going on here i'm furious <laughs> who's on the phone uh right? you got james let's talk to james james uh, go ahead you're on the air yellow all right, thanks. Uh, yeah. James? All right, screw uh, They say it's asinine. They did it in the middle of a rainstorm. Uh, the president of the Sacramento Homeless Union, Crystal Sanchez, slammed the city for lack of prep time. She said it's asinine in the midst of an atmospheric storm. Wouldn't that mean rain? You, you <laughs> mean that they got them out of the streets and the tents and got them into shelters during a bad storm is a bad thing? Well, not all of them made it to the shelter. Uh, Anish Baker, <clears throat> who lives in one of the park tents after becoming homeless four years ago, he and his partner had not been offered a space at the shelter, according to Sacramento Bee. They say it's terrible. We got nowhere to go. All our clothes and our shoes are wet and we got no food. Um, the head of the Sacramento Film uh, Department, Jennifer West, said she was excited uh, for DiCaprio's film to work in their city, and we're thrilled to have these creative projects come to life in Sacramento. We appreciate your cooperation and support as we showcase the beauty and vitality of Sacramento through these cinematic endeavors. Thanks for moving them. Yeah. Furious? I mean, you—if you came to you know the town square, we had a retail store, uh, and you know that stunk like urine and whatever else and trash everywhere. Like these places uh, always are. Um, you're you're having a popping a bottle of champagne with the bookstore next door that the homeless removed. Oh my God! Where have all my homeless gone? <laughs> you animals! <laughs> Uh, and Leo DiCaprio behind all of it. He gets the bad name. Bad rap. Yeah, he probably wandered through there. He was like, anybody in here under 25? <laughs> ah, clear them out. Right, get them all out of here. <laughs> Too old. Let's get to remarks, shall we? All right. From the Florida Band radio app and powered by Morganic Meats and Norris Family Farms. Archives, podcasts, commercial-free, fun. All the shows are there, and you can hit the microphone button at the bottom and be part of the show. Let me turn that on. That's a little... Alright, here we go. What's up, Shannon? Easy. I'm just sitting here enjoying me a seal meat sandwich. Mmm. Seal meat. 
the other other white meat. <laughs> Star Trek guy here. Listen to yesterday's show. I think we're looking at this dating an AI the wrong way, especially if we look at TV shows that predict the future. Look at Futurama and Bender. Kill all humans, except he fell in love slash had a pet called Fry. And then later on in the series, it was kill all humans but Fry. So I say we make friends with it, date them, and when the AIs take over, we might become the AI's pets instead of getting killed. <clears throat> wow. It's worth noting, if you haven't already, that all this money we're giving to everybody and their brother all over the planet, except for our people right here in our own damn backyard, is borrowed effing money. Yeah. Every damn bit of it. These old-ass geezers are going to retire and die, and our grandchildren are going to be paying off this crap. Let's remember that when we go to the polls, please. Not only that, is it money we borrowed and are going to pay tremendous amount of interest on... Why don't we ever lend a country money? And you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, it's, it's talk, blank checks. It's, yeah, with no mention of ever repaying it. So we're stuck with that debt for eons. Why don't we just draw up a central simple contract? Right? I mean, they don't, these companies, these countries also, you know, they don't have, maybe they don't have their own little federal reserve. They can print stuff out. Oh, why don't they borrow the money themselves? Like we borrow the money. Front, they get barred from. Wow, well, it's just money isn't real. You know, it seems to me that if you use the same metrics of for hinkiness and bullcrappery, mm -hmm. and use a little bit of the hit dog will always holler mentality, <laughs> and apply that to all this bullcrap over on the other side of the world, to me it means that Putin's actually probably the good guy. I put up a poll the other day. Who? Do you think will tell the truth? And I forgot it was Biden and uh, I think Adam Schiff and then Putin. And it was ninety came out ninety seven percent Putin. Well, against those two, By, uh, Putin's not a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> but it, right. it ended there. He's not a good guy. No. All this talk about Ukraine and spending money there got me thinking about a toilet. And then it got me thinking about the poo flume, and I was wondering, if can I flush it when it's just yellow? Like, number one, and you flush, do you still get the plume? And then, um... You crank it. Then I, about I that, decided huh? to start carrying uh, wet wipes. Well, the antibacterial wipes. I could wipe down the back of that Circle K uh, commode for me uh, before I do my... Uh, okay, well, it's not going to help you against that Circle K one. And the issue is that even if you're doing a one and not a two, if you flushed a two before, it's it's plumed up against the side of the bowl. And unless you've recently just disinfected it, when you uh, flush re -plume? It in, you're repluming what's been stuck to the side of the bowl. So I, I, I wear an N95. Yeah, I I'm two. really ruining your day, but you probably should go in there with bleach every time you uh, duke and just spray it down afterwards. Use your exhaust fan. If you don't have one, they're very easy to put in. And all that flume goes right out into your neighbor's backyard. It's very easy. Eric asked the obvious question of what's in it for us with this money going to Ukraine. Nothing for us. Everything for the cabal in D.C. If we're sending $95 billion over there, there's probably $60 billion coming back to these people and their interests and their, uh, their parties for advertising and re-election. These guys are lining their pockets with taxpayer dollars and it's getting laundered by Ukraine. And it has been for years. Peter Peter.
Yep. These owners of these houses with squatters just are not creative enough. I mean, I don't care if it's a fire and an insurance claim or somebody does break and enter into the house and completely assaults the dude squatting. I mean, just a random somebody that is, of course. And, you know, that random fire, there's a lot of lightning in Atlanta in the summer. <laughs> you know, you collect the insurance, dude is gone, and you start all over. b 2 b I like to say that the Florida Man Radio Network, nor its uh, JVC Broadcasting, endorses any type of arson or insurance fraud in any way. Let me tell you something, Shannon. We own some rental properties, and if someone were to squat and decide it's their house and they're not going to leave, uh, we'll make sure they leave. Don't you worry about that. Uh, they'll leave. may not be the legal way, but they'll be leaving. Yeah. We have uh, we had a problem. At the time, a friend of ours was a Simbel County Sheriff, and she just took her lunch in, in the driveway, and that scared him off. Uh Hey, I got three of them illegal, uh, I mean, uh, Im- immigrants from uh, Brazil, blonde girls and uh, 18, and wife's kind of mad, but they're working out fine. I see no problem with it. It doesn't matter if she gets thrown off the case. They'll just find some other hack to take her place. True. Yeah, but uh, that'll put it another year out again. Yeah, and it, it just dirties up the whole case itself. The Lakewood church shooter wasn't trans. In a press conference, police officials noted that they found no indication that she ever identified as anything but a cisgender woman. You guys assume they were trans because they used a male alias. I mean, by that logic, J.K. Rowling is trans along with George Elliott. Huh? She called herself Jeffrey. She went by Jeffrey. Yes. If that's not, is you got to stop reading Media Matters because that was yeah, the only because it's, it's, all multiple the places quote. the cops have still not said that they do. They have not ruled out that they now they've said that she is a biological female. Yes, she's a biological female who it's for some time identified as okay. Or it's either she was trans and identified as Jeffrey, then decided that transitioning wasn't for her and just well, went to uh, Genovese, whatever, and that kind of blows a hole right through the whole trans movement itself. Hey, guys. Yeah, these Democrats saying this is the most important bill they'll ever vote on. Uh, I guess they need to make sure they have enough money funneled back to them from Ukraine. You know, there's no accounting of this money, so God knows how much of it's coming right back into their pockets. They got to, you know, continue to bribe and pay everybody off to get Trump prosecuted and make sure nobody exposes their crimes, plus, you know, pay people not to run for office, all of that. So, yeah, it may be their most important one. Hmm. And they, they they try to slip in there a deal that would uh, make it impossible to stop until the end of 2025. The situation with the Uber and Lyft drivers is pretty straightforward. They're unskilled workers. Um, you know, cab drivers, as weird as they were, they were good at it. They were skilled at what they did. They paid into doing what they did. They had a vested interest. And, uh, you know, now any old moron can drive an Uber or Lyft, and they do. Don't expect to get paid a bunch for it. I mean, my understanding, you had to have a license, like a cabbie license, did you not? To be Uber? No, you said to... No, uh, to, to, like, uh, New York, you had to be... Yeah, it's called, I forget the term, it's, it's, uh, you could buy and sell the, they don't issue them anymore. Um, 
I forget what the name of it is. Yeah, and, and those guys do, that's all they do all their lives for a living. So they know the cities very, very well that they drive in. Uh, where did I go? Where do we go? Okay. Yeah, so when I first started my business about two years ago in the restoration in this industry, I was doing Uber like part-time just to pay, be able to pay my bills until I got my business to a certain point. And I did realize Uber takes half of the fare. So if they charge you 50 bucks, the driver's only getting 25. I had one trip, which I declined it, to go from Tampa to Orlando, $55. So I'm not going to drive four hours oh, for $55. Hell no. That's ridiculous. Done, Daytona. This Valentine's Day, don't give your sweetheart flowers or candy. Give them what they really want. The gift of meat. Strong, hearty, American meat. From Morris Family Farms. Now a subsidiary of Henderson's. <laughs> Eat a beat um, <clears throat> Yeah, a tomahawk makes a great, uh, you know, you cook a nice steak. It's uh, a nice meal. That's what we're going to be doing at my house. Where did I go? Everett, Shannon. Everett reporting to you, Everett, from the stormy northeast, as it were. Everett, we're really getting hit hard today. Everett, but you know what makes it, Everett, much nicer? Everett, the fact that I brought in some migrants. That's right, Jose's out there shoveling the driveway out right now, doing a fine job. And Everett, his brother, Jose B, Everett is doing the walkway. Yeah, God bless the two of them. Yeah, I just can't ever understand why they look Asian. <laughs> Sounded like a hail or something. Maybe rain, but they get heaps of snow up there. I found a family of Venezuelans squatting inside my chamber, and so I asked them to leave, and they wouldn't. So I ate a bowl of baked Beans outside the air intake, and they're gone now. It's a medallion. They call it your hack license. Thank you, Al. Yeah, they were going for like a million dollars at one point. A million dollars? Yeah, this was from 2011. Uh, New York taxi medallions sell for $1 million, also known as CPNCs. Good Lord. You could ever make that money back driving a cab? It's a transferable permit in the United States allowing a taxi cab driver to operate. Wow. I guess, I mean, you would make it and then sell it to the next guy and hope for the best. This is going to fall in line with their typical narrative of conservatives pounce or Republicans pounce. If there's a shortage of teachers, let's get into teaching. That's one way to turn the tables. No kidding. Get a great paycheck, summer's off. I don't want to say it's basically a part-time job because that'll ruffle some feathers. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) I smell opportunity. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a brilliant idea, except you'd be in there like the first day of school and the lady that's been, you know, it's one classroom down, it's been there for 15 years, come down to go, oh, you're the new uh, biology teacher. Uh, where's your, uh, I don't see your rainbow flag anywhere or BLM. Uh, do you need one? I think what would be funny is, you know, doing that hunger strike is you, you pull up one of those. You know, the barbecue pits <laughs> start firing it up, or, or hell, even you know, any type. Maybe just Jewish vegetarian food. Who knows what these people eat? But you just sit there and grub up in front of them, 
But hell, you probably wouldn't even have time to even get that started. They quit before you even had the thing set up. God, what Paul? I'm going to start bringing food trucks to every hunger strike from here on out. <laughs> Star Trek guy here. Instead of me complaining, let me give you an example of a company I respect. Believe it or not, Haircuttery. They give great benefits, retirement, death benefits, um, accrued vacation, medical, and uh, the pay scale goes, if you sit in the back, do nothing, you get minimum wage. If you do more than $1,000, grunts get 46% and managers get managers get 56%. B-do-be-doo. Mm, let me follow that. You know, a Star Trek guy should should endeavor to start his own business. He's you know he's he seems to be maybe just a little tweak in his motivation. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's got to be some competition in the uh, blueprint uh, printing companies. Yeah, it's not that difficult to get into, right? Yeah, here is. Those Ivy Leaguers are so weak. I like to see them put their phones away for 12 hours. They would all go insane. Let's see if this goes through. <laughs> My feet are wet. <laughs> I'm cold. I'm hungry. I got nowhere to go. It's almost like I'm homeless. But wait. <laughs> I am. a member of the union. <laughs> what? A homeless union? Come on, man. That's... Yeah, call your That's the business right there. I wonder what the dues what the dues are for Remember the that cow exit thing. Okay, dude. A boy can dream, right? Later, y'all. Have a great day. What are the union dues for the homeless? How do they pay their dues? Uh, well, it's usually some sort of meth, probably. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm an Uber driver, and I, I I talked to you guys before in the past, but uh, I used to be a taxi driver too before Uber, and I worked around the Winter Park area in. Now I work Uber, but the money's way down from when I made even a year or two ago. The promotions are a lot less than they used to have. Uh, they're not giving the money out like they did when the COVID was going on. Yeah, there's a lot more drivers, and obviously they don't need to. Do they, uh, <clears throat> you think they limit the number of drivers in a certain, I mean, could there be too many Uber drivers like saturating one city where nobody's going to make any money? I don't or does it know balance that, itself out? I, there is that possibility. I don't think they have like a limit. They don't. They're not out there just like, hey, uh, okay, uh, we would hire you on to be an Uber driver, but we got like twenty, thirty guys that are in this area. It's just not worth it because they'll competition will run the other person out of there. Right. So either you'll take from everybody else, or and one of them will drop away, or you'll drop away, and. Hmm. Shando, Heather, easy. Carrie from 30A, originally from Sacramento. Um, Cesar Chavez Park is a one square block park, right smack dab downtown Sacramento. A uh, nice place to eat lunch if you work in one of the offices or one of the government buildings. It's right down the street from the Capitol. So it's just a shame to see my beautiful state fall to such disrepair under the current administration. Be to be to. Hmm. I've never been to Sacramento. It's only common sense that every dollar that goes out of this country should go out of here in the form of a loan. That's a problem. But the bigger problem, man, is the system of government that we've got that that allows these politicians to enrich themselves while they're in office, man, on the taxpayer dole. 
when Trump gets back into the White House, I think it should be a priority of his, a number one priority to restructure the government in a way that prohibits that from happening going forward, a complete restructure. The idea, I mean, that's like um, the uh, grants, government grants, but on a, on, a, on a much, much, much larger scale. Except I think even though we get lizard on the treadmill uh, information, uh, you know, giving grants to people is better than just dumping money into Ukraine. Star Trek out here. Back to the poop flume. Like, I wasn't going to mention this, but it keeps coming up. Why not just put your toothbrush inside your medicine cabinet and close your medicine cabinet? That's what I do. Be do be do. Hmm. I mean, I got a brush cap. Yeah, I have. A, I have the little cap that goes on my too. Liberal Larry is a smooth brain mouth breather. <laughs> Regards. In regards to the uh, the shooter or whatnot being trans, I mean, wasn't there an eyewitness neighbor that accounted her saying, oh, you're just being prejudiced against me because I'm transsexual? Didn't she have an argument with the post office because she's so-called transsexual? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's what I read. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can uh, dismiss it. But You're right. Yeah. She must be fluid. I mean, right now they they did a entire investigation from the cops that they said that, that she was at that time using female pronouns. That's the that all they went through. Um, has used multiple different names during the time period. Could be fluid, could be not. Uh, but as of right now, the cops have not ruled out anything on that. So the only place that I've really even seen where they said they ruled it out was Media Matters, and that's because they said all oh, right wing people jump on the fact that. It- <laughs> well. Hey, come on down. I've got my own personal chef. Is that slavery? Well, it looks like the Democrats are doing it again. Don't even need the Klan this time. Good job. Um, yeah. This could easily turn into that type of situation. <laughs> and now you get the virtue signal as you do it. You're paying me to keep people at my house to do work? It seems awfully like a certain thing. Get used to this. (laughs) Oh, my God, Shannon. You and EZ need to learn your pronouns. Come on. (laughs) I believe the word you're looking for is medallion, Shannon. Thank you. Medallion. Thank you. Yeah, Shannon. Easy, Heather. Sparky 352. Also, in that bill, they tried to put a provision in there that if Donald Trump tried to do anything to stop any of the Ukraine funding or any of that other stuff, it would be an impeachable offense. Yeah. Easy, beat That he did. One more. Just want to throw this out there. JVC nor Shando uh, condones violence, but not that this is violence, but I just want to see if Liberal Larry will show up at the next um, Shannon Live event and have 10 to 15 people like myself chip in three, 400 bucks a piece for a pot of about three or $4,000 and see if Liberal Larry will engage in a slap contest and the winner <laughs> takes the money. Liberal Larry, what say you? Uh, I just like to, uh, you know, have him debate. You know? Yeah, do not uh, condone any violence. It no. would all be just spirited debate. Yeah. Unless, you know, I mean, slap fighting is a recognized sport, but I wouldn't engage. My neck is too bad for that stuff. I snap it right off. We're getting dark. It's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Tinfoil Tuesday. And we're going to be talking about some lost worlds.
Lost World. Yeah. Oh, like Atlantis? Well, there's Atlantis. <clears throat> there's Cities of Gold that are still out there. Cities of Gold. And I, we, uh, we just got to look for them. I'm the trying. Cities made of gold. Yeah, Dorado. El Dorado. Huh. All right, if you say so. All right, that's next. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tunnelin, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. I don't know whose idea it was. Uh, with his poll numbers the way they are, I just saw, what was that, a young voting 18 to 29? Yeah, 18 to 29. 60% disapprove President Biden. Uh, he post he posted a video of himself on Black Outreach Day, bringing fried chicken for some black kids. Well, man, you got chicken fingers. You got, you got all the <laughs> I, I went the route of making sure I had it. I didn't that. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Like he's known these two black kids forever. Hey, tell me about you guys. What are you doing these days? What's your name again? Yeah. Do share about your passion in sports. I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now, I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about the school? How are y'all doing in school? Why don't you tell the president about the school? Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we, we, yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business, and it's just it's cool. It's a great experience. I'm impressed. Is that a new program at the school? Yes, sir. It is. It just started. So the dads there coaching along. Kids are eating their fried chicken. Yeah, for a natural <clears throat> conversation, that boy that had a ton of jump cuts in it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. You can just feel it, can't you? Yes, yeah. Your dad jumped in front of a bull for you. By the way, we dads are hard to raise. Once you're a teenager, we're hard to raise. So you got to be patient with us, you know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> so they just randomly go pick a, find a black Democrat family. It's got some young kids in it, and they go there with a camera or two. It looks like a two-camera shoot. Or maybe that's why they broke it up a lot. Uh, and you bring some fried chicken over, and you and he sits down to eat with him and, and ask how school is. He's a man of the people. Yeah, he really is. I mean, those guys fell right at home with him. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sound like they were uh, at gunpoint at all. No, not at all. <laughs> yes, tell the president how you did a new program. Tell him how you're doing in school. I'm doing good in school. I'm in a program. I mean, they, they look like bright young kids. I feel they were um, used as props, however. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, I don't know why they think that uh, anybody believes that Biden's just going to show up at someone's house and hang out. Uh, when do we go from the president that you want to drink a beer with to uh, the president's going to show up at your house with fried chicken? <laughs> Watermelon is not a season. I know you guys like that. Brother. I didn't have it. <laughs> it's pretty, I want to play this audio. This is someone using a voice cloning technology. They demonstrate here what Adolf Hitler's speeches would have sounded like in English. Have you heard this? I saw it. I didn't get a chance <laughs> Pretty to amazing. It. First you hear the German version, and then you hear it uh, English. Du, meine Arbeit, 
für richtig hältst. Ob du glaubst, dass ich fleißig gewesen bin, dass And ich you, my work, for correctness, whether you believe that I have been diligent, that I have worked, that I have advocated for you in these years, that I have been decent, I have spent my time in service of my people. Now cast your vote. I always wondered what, what he was saying, <clears throat> you know? If yes, then stand up for me as I have stood up for you. It's a high-pitched voice. You think that was a, uh AI voice more than likely? No, I mean, it wasn't AI. His well, voice that's what, but he had a high-pitched voice when you heard it in, in English and not so much in the German. He really ruined it for the fiery political speech. Because if you come out and you're firing your fist and you're, you know, Hitler. oh, he's another Hitler. You know, you can't just give a fiery speech anymore. Ruined it. Son of a bitch. I know. Sometimes you just want to get out there and yell. <laughs> uh, I heard uh, Don talking about this. He had the lady that wrote the, the, the song on the lift every voice and sing. Steve Cohen, white dude, Democrat, blast Super Bowl fans for not standing up for what is known as the Negro National Anthem, but black people weren't standing up. Nobody was really standing up. Okay, it's either it is or it's not, because everybody wanted to keep... Uh, the The argument was that, oh, you, you're trying to pretend like it was a national anthem, and it's not. It was uh, just another song like America the Beautiful. And, okay, well, then you can't get upset if people were sitting down for it. But uh, The national anthem... It has no other purpose. It's the, it is our national anthem. Lift every voice and sing was a song. So it's a nice song. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know how it became the black national anthem. It's not. It's it's just the same as uh, America the Beautiful is not our national anthem. Right. It's America the Beautiful. That's yeah. what what uh, uh, what's his name? Post Malone saying. Yeah. So uh, if you but saw then after all of that, we Bariba McIntyre saying that the yeah. national anthem, and then you had people uh, please rise for the national anthem. That's did they say please rise for I, the national? Did they call it the black national anthem, or they call it lift over every, every voice and sing? I didn't. I didn't catch it. I wasn't. I was no, cooking at that point. I was eating, but stuffing my face with cheese sticks. Uh, it can't be both. Uh, I've seen the the argument on we either can't side. have two. Well, it's just the it, it's either you want to say it's a the black national anthem, and then you can, you can have people be mad like wait we don't have anything such as a black national national anthem, or it's just a nor another song which a lot of people tried. Then you can't be upset that people were were sitting for it because it's right. just another song. Especially if you're a co a, 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 co a congressman. Um. Well, uh, you know, because the stanzas later on that no one ever sings at a ball game have uh, been deemed racist in nature. And that's why we don't sing them anymore. Right. <laughs> they were taken out. Yeah, but it was it's, it's still in there, but you just don't, you know, you don't sing it. Yes, correct. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know that I even believe this story. But a Russian artist named Andrei Molodkin has claimed 16 works of art, priceless works of art, masterpieces from Pablo Picasso, Rembrandt, Andy Warhol, will be destroyed if Julian Assange dies in prison. He claims to have collected works of art he estimates to be worth $45 million and now threatening to destroy them 
uh, in a unique way. He claims they're being stored in a 29-ton safe with an extremely corrosive substance and will only be returned to their owners if Assange is freed from prison. Uh, the safe is uh, will be locked up on Friday. Uh, its contents will be completely dis- uh, dissolved with acid. Right? He's got some rigged up deal. Um, if he the twenty four hour countdown timer will be reset, he says. If someone close to Assange calls him and confirms that he's still alive every day. Uh, he. Where is his, uh, where, where's the setup? Oh, the inside the lockup, two white barrels have been pictured next to crates said to contain the artworks. One of the barrels mold can, contains, contains acid and powder. The other one contains an accelerator, which could trigger the chemical reaction that would completely decimate the works. I mean, uh, all right. I mean, the people donated these works to be used in this way. They just gave it to them knowing that their, you know, a, a $60 million Andy Warhol could be destroyed if, if Julian Assange dies in prison. Also, I'd like to have a guy that goes and verifies, like, all right, let's pop this crate open. They're not on the wall. If One thing, like, if you they looked in there, you could see them sitting on the wall. They're in a crate. Oh, yeah. All right. All Are right. they real? Prop the sucker open. Let's see. Did, did someone really do, donate their $15 million Warhol to you to uh, possibly have it burst if uh, in acid if uh, by some chance Assange has a heart attack on while he's in, in jail? <laughs> or falls and hits his head? Yeah. Uh, he previously made headlines after he doused a couple of copies of Henry's memoir, Spare, with blood to protest against Revelation his revelation killed the fighters while serving in Afghanistan. He uh, previously made a big portrait of Vladimir Putin using only blood donated by Ukrainian soldiers. Um, and he says he's unable to return to Russia as he fears he would be imprisoned by Putin. You're damn right you're going to prison if you go back there. That's a stunt, I think, right? Uh, more than likely. Like I have a hard time believing that they he talked that many people into donating me, me too. some really expensive pieces of art. I, I think he went down to uh, some uh, uh, slaughterhouse and uh, got a couple of gallons of blood from them. Yeah. Uh, that's performance art crap. Let's get dark. Yes, let's do that. It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Ah, Tuesday. Ten foil Tuesday. It's time to go to your kitchen and pull out a roll of it. And hope it's not... I was putting some wings on to be reheated in the oven in my dad's place. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll grab the tinfoil in there. I don't want the grease to get on the, the pan. I'll go and like pull just, and it's like a square, maybe less than a foot. That's <laughs> all that's left. All that's left. <laughs> this isn't working. We're, we're not going to, it's not going to happen. Uh, you can't even make a nice hat out of it. But for today, we're talking about lost worlds. Places that, well, according to some documents, still exist, may have existed, may never have existed. I heard the tales of Atlantis, <clears throat> but, but none of these are confirmed, are they? Uh, I mean, there's writing, uh, but how much can you believe of it? Mainly because we are, we're not great at history. 
we really aren't in the long when it comes to actually writing down our history uh, we took the word of a lot of people and hope for the best but uh, I mean really when you when you look at it down the line uh, we we take a lot of our history from a guy that was the guy that was like I'm the great historian right and he wrote it down and you just went okay uh, he, uh, well, he said he's the great other, historian other people involved it you know that said you know passed it down wrote about it uh, yeah, some was, evidence of it yeah but he wrote it down uh, when you look he got it, he looked uh, around and said, okay yeah. well I got this this and this and uh, maybe he juiced some things, juiced some things up, and did some other things to it. But who knows? But for millennia, travelers have told the tales of fabulous lost worlds and legends of hidden kingdoms. Uh, you know, many of these places they had that the tales of unbelievable excursions to never before seen kingdoms and civilizations developed in an era when much was unknown. We hadn't really explored the earth. But even when Gulliver's Travels was published in 1726, many parts of the world, such as Australia. Africa, South America, and most of Asia actually remain, for the most part, partially uncharted. Huh. You think about that. 1726, right. they're still... Right, so the first guy there could have said he saw anything, you know, and wrote yeah. it down. And it took for another uh, 200 years before, 200, 300 years before we figured out uh, whether they were right or not. So we'll head off to a place that a lot of people have talked about, and that's Lumeria. Lumeria. Mm -hmm. I don't hear much about Lumeria. Well, it was a continent said to have been swallowed by the sea and to now lie under the Indian or Pacific Ocean, somewhere out there. Uh, the famous uh, theosophist, Madame Belofsky, claimed that the Lumerians were ape-like giants that had the gift of telepathy. Ape-like giants. Mm -hmm. In a book called The Lost Continent of Mu, which was the other term they called this place. Mu? Mu, yeah. M-U. Uh, one writer claimed that all of mankind had its origins in the land of Mu, which once extended from Hawaii to Easter Island and Fiji. Supposedly it was completely destroyed 12,000 years ago by an enormous earthquake that sank it into the ocean. Today, there's still a group. I, I looked them up. They're not very well uh, put together anymore. They were big in the 60s and early 70s. They believed in it. Called the Stell Group. Uh, they claim to be descendants of the Lumerians. According to this group, the Lemarians escaped from Earth following the catastrophe, and they have since been guiding the destinies of chosen groups such as themselves. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. The All right. giant, hairy ape creatures with telepathy got out to space, and uh, they've been... And the left fairies behind? Well, they've been, they've been just controlling everyone else uh, since then. Yeah, they've been... Like, where was this piece of land that broke uh, off the Earth? In site? between uh, Hawaii to Easter Island. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Cibola? It's a 16th century Spanish conquistador searched the North Americans for the legendary seven cities of Cibola. Fable for their wealth and brilliance, uh, it was possibly related to Aztlan, the land of seven yeah, caves. I've heard that. For which the Aztecs reportedly emig uh, emigrated to Mexico. Antonio de Mendoza, viceroy of New Spain, sent the first expedition to find these lost cities in 1539 after a certain friar, friar claimed to have glimpsed them on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Boy. You spent a lot of money and a lot of manpower to go searching for a city halfway across the world because a friar saw he saw it on the horizon. It, well, a friar's a trustworthy guy, right? Yeah, but that's like uh, looking out across our lake here and be like, I saw Bigfoot, maybe. We probably should uh, get the army mobilized over here. Right. Uh, in 1540, a second expeditionary force was also sent under the command of Francisco de Coronado. 
uh, encountering the Hopi people, the Spaniards were told that the tribe had for centuries been awaiting the return of the old white brother Pahana. The old white brother. Mm-hmm. White brother. <clears throat> All right. Which sounds like uh, when you head over to a certain neighborhoods, you'll be called the old white brother. Yeah. Uh, the group of Spaniards explored as far as Texas, but they could not find any of the fabled golden cities. Uh, this is going to be a comparable one to the city of El Dorado, which is also the golden city. A golden city. First of all, I'm hard. I don't know. Is that a literal interpretation? Was there just a lot of gold? Or is the the giant bricks of gold they built you know buildings out of? Uh, that. The city itself was built out of gold. Hmm. Which. It's a tough one to sell. Is it, though? I mean, really, if you would think. You, um, we're not talking like downtown Orlando. We're not talking about a city, right? Uh, right if you're right, talking right. about you're in the jungle and you're a tribe that you have a gold mine and you you can you harvest gold pretty easily, actually just as easy as you could stone. It's a soft, malleable material, right. and you build your city quote out of gold or rock and roll. One of the other. Yeah, Shambhala. It's the Sanskrit name for a mystical land located between snowy mountains. With a golden city at its center, it has been sought nearly everywhere from the Gobi Desert to Tibet to Afghanistan to the Kunlun Mountains of China. All explorers have scoured looking for the city of Shambhala, but in vain. Shambhala. Expeditions have sometimes disappeared without a trace. Because there's a rumor that Shambhala is also guarded by yetis. And if yetis don't want to let you in, well, what can you do? Apparently, one can fly over Shambhala in an aircraft and still miss it because it's misty covered. Ah, yeah. In the mountains. Protective layer. As its frontiers are carefully guarded and protected from being seen. In 1928, uh, Nicholas Roach, the designer of the Stravinsky Rite of Spring Ballet, was told by a llama that Shambhala belongs to another dimension. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like the... Who, who told him this? A, a, a llama like a llama. like Dolly Llama, yeah, yeah, not yeah. like not uh, a, like a talking llama. <laughs> not like a talking llama. <laughs> Loses some of his uh, accuracy when he talks. <laughs> what is a talking llama tells him to? Uh, those that actually only those who are spiritually prepared will be actually able to find it, as it is lost and found entirely in your own oh, mind. Yep. Okay, I get it. Uh, Roshik also met a mysterious llama on the Darjeeling Goom Road in India, and was later told by monks that this llama hailed from Shambhala. So, a llama from Shambhala. Mama? Uh, Lama Mama from Shambhala. Agharti. It's an underground world linked to the four corners of the earth via an intricate, intricate tunnel network. Describe it a land inhabited by peace-loving and gentle people who try to alleviate the exuberance of people living above ground. Uh, Plato spoke of a broad and narrow tunnels located underneath the earth governed by a marvelous ruler who sits on the earth's center. A few hundred years later, Pliny the Elder mentioned people who fled underground after Atlantis was ruined. And some esoteric traditionalists still claim that Aghardi still exists. According to these believers, the Atlanteans fled to Asia, where they tunneled under the Himalayas, waiting patiently for the day when they might once again emerge to rule the world. Mm-hmm. The whole world. Of course. Yeah. Hi, Brazil. Huh? Hi, Brazil. Hi, Brazil. Mm-hmm. The Europeans nurtured a long-held fascination over a mythical country said to be located somewhere over the impassable Western Ocean. An Irish legend tells us of, of High Brazil, an island covered in mist, which can only be seen once every seven years. Not sure why. Uh, once every seven it. years? Yeah, you can only see it once every seven years, but you can actually never reach it. Kind of like the thing over the horizon, like, okay, we saw it, it's been seven years, 
Uh, expeditions left Bristol in the 1480s, but they always came back without proof of the fabled island. In 1674, a captain by the name of John Nisbet claimed that he had seen the island during a journey between Ireland and France. He stated that the island was inhabited by large black rabbits and a magician who lived in a stone castle. John Nisbet hit the... Yeah, I was uh, say, yeah. is it that, or were they eating mushrooms, or, you know, how much of this is drug-induced? On recent times, however, has been uh, suggested the area actually is a place called Porcupine Bank, a shoal that actually exists and can be found about 200 kilometers west of Ireland. So it's a little island rocky outcropping that's about 200 mi- miles, well, 200 kilometers. Wow. Uh, Leonisi, the home of Sir Tristan, one of King Arthur's fabled round table knights, Leonisi is a country in Arthurian legend is said to be located close to Cornwall, although its exact location has never been specified. Cornwall. Well, you would think Cornwall's... You it's not probably, that big of a place. England's not that big yeah, of a place. Yeah, you can kind of point like, all right, guys, we've, we've mapped everything out to which... The point on the map here where Leonisi is. Uh, although its exact location never specified, it's said to have been sunk beneath the sea, just like all the other cities. Yeah. Uh, Lord Tennyson described Leonisi as the site of Arthur's final battle in which he was mortally wounded. That's why we can't find all this stuff. As legend of Leonisi's sinking appears in both Cornish and Breton mythology, it has been suggested the story represents an extor- extraordinary example of folk memory and the tradition of oral history. That's what we just said. Well, yeah. now people told a story and it got to two different yeah. sides of the, the, <laughs> the aisle there. Uh, it's thought that the story might have its origins in the historical flooding of the Isles of Sicily, and Mounts Bay near Penz- Penzance. Uh, today, Leonisi is firmly rooted in Cornwall's tradition, so linking it, link it to the Isles of Sicily seems to be the most logical step. According to Mainland, one can still find the fossilized remains of an ancient forest where beech trees still bear nuts can also be found as well, too. Hmm. Bearing nuts. Get it? Mm-hmm. Nuts. El Dorado. Okay. It's also made of gold. Well, that's the gold city. Oh, that's the gold when city. When the Spanish city, Spanish invaded Mexico in the 16th century, they heard the rumor of a fabulous city paved with gold, ruled over by a priest, priest king called El Dorado, or the Gilded King, whose body was said to be covered in powdered gold. Hmm. Wow, this guy took gold to the oh, extreme, yeah, he didn't he? loved gold, yeah. <laughs> uh, Francisco Pizarro invaded Peru and famously overwhelmed the Inca civilization with a series of murders, deceits, and dishonesties. He killed a bunch of people. He was a conquistador. He conquered. Yeah. Uh, he did find some gold in the end, but it did him no good because he was assassinated in 1541. Even though there are some facts supporting the legend, no actual proof exists of El Dorado. In later years, it settled into mythical tradition as a place in the Americans where a city of gold may lay. Centuries later, the New World was still being plundered and its inhabitants murdered as the Europeans continued to search the fabled city. Um, even today, actually, many people still believe that a city exists. I think there was like a... History Channel show that was trying to find El Dorado as well. People just freak like, out you know, about the, the the knowledge that maybe some Civil War gold is hidden away in a cave. They spend their lives looking for it. Well, they got Oak Island has had like eight yeah. seasons on the History <laughs> Channel about them digging this one hole. <laughs> That's true. If these places existed, people would be going crazy trying to find it. And we'll end with, of course, Atlantis, yes. the most famous lost city. Uh, we all know of Atlantis' demise about ten thousand years ago. Destroyed in one night by earthquakes and flood, uh, several researchers claim that Atlantis actually really did exist, and the empire embraced parts of Africa, Asia, Europe, and the Americas. Others firmly believe that the Atlantean survivors were responsible for the construction of Stonehenge and probably the pyramids. Really? According to Plato, Atlantis was ruled by ten kings. The royal palace had both hot and cold running water. So way what? ahead of their time, yeah. 
Uh, and the largest temple on the central island was dedicated to Poseidon and Cleito. Uh, most believers claim that the proof uh, lie in the city in the island of Antilli, which can be seen on the 15th century Portuguese charts, supposedly the actual Atlantis that disappeared between beneath the sea. Others believe that Plato mythologized what was actually a real event, uh, that being the historical eruption of Thera, which destroyed the Minoan culture of Crete. Uh, this is a generous, general basis for the Atlantis myth, being that uh, literally AD, there was a civilization that was destroyed and pretty much taken underwater. Uh, was it a super Atlantean group that uh, right. used mind powers to create uh, Stonehenge and pyramids? <laughs> More than likely, uh, since each researcher firmly holds on their own theory, all we can hope is to do is study the material of the fact, and maybe at some point an Atlantean will come back and tell everybody what's going on. And, back from outer space or something? Yeah, they're up there with the Lumerians. <laughs> If there's a city made out of gold, there's got to be some joker out there uh, dedicating his life to finding, you know. No, oh, they're, they're out there. <laughs> uh, when, we, we love Trevor, treasure searching because there is literally, uh, there's another guy that was an um, uh, old guy. He was a writer and he, I forget what the, what's called, but he put a bunch of poems and different ciphers together. And supposedly he buried treasure out in the Rockies and people die every oh, year yeah. looking for this thing. Right, but uh, it, it, we we talked about it. I think on the show. Yeah, but there may, still haven't found it yet. It may not even exist. Oh man! You tell people that there's move. treasure treasure buried. <laughs> They're gonna go crazy. All right, when we return, uh, our buddy Jonathan Morris will join us. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job. One made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs, and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. Morris is in the studio with us from Morris Family Farms. Hello, sir. Good to be here. What's going on? Man, a lot's going on. We got Slam Jam Ham Bam at the shop about 4.15. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I barely Valentine's Day tomorrow. It is. Everybody getting ready and want to cook a special meal for Lala. Yes. I think we just sold more fillets in the last 45 minutes than we sold in two months. Wow. Which is a good. I mean, we sell a lot of fillets anyway. Yeah, what to say. But we were slanging some fillets. Everybody going to do a nice little fillet for... Well, we got this. We got a New York strip special tomorrow. Because oh, our, yeah. our New York strips are like butter. Yeah. So I'm sure, you, I guess we'll let you upgrade to the filet if you want to. But two New York strips, two baked potatoes, green beans, a pint of strawberries, a little bit of chocolate on them, and then some Amish hand rolled butter to put in your potatoes and whatnot uh, for $59. Wow. That's yeah. a whole meal right there. Yeah, for two. I'm going to do a steak au poivre with that ribeye I picked up 
The uh, tail end of the my yeah. shave down river. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Man. a pretty one. But how, that picture would look beautiful on your little flat top there. Uh, did you send me about the chopped meat? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. That was the uh, cheesesteaks I did. Whew. That was your Super Bowl. That was your 49ers got paid off Super Bowl party. Yeah, pretty much. I ate a lot of a lot of uh, cheesesteaks. I've had some some left over. Had a little bit for lunch today. <laughs> the, the guys down at your uh, sub shop because it's not getting worried. They make a lot of business. <laughs> yeah. like, what happened to Shane? He ain't on the Jeep stage no more. Uh, I'll be there. I'll see those guys this week for sure. Mm-hmm. What's new mm-hmm. in the uh, meat world? Anything? Just working. We're in the goat. Well, I put Julian in the goat business. In the what? Julian, my 14-year-old. I put him in the goat business. Goat? Yeah, so if you want a good goat, American-raised, Florida-raised goat. My buddy's always raised the goats, and when somebody orders one, you know, we get a goat from his farm and pay him and take it up, do the thing to it, you know, bring it to the shop. But Julian's been asking and asking and asking him, you know, be a rancher, not just a rancher's son, farmer's son. So I bought a herd of goats on, um, well, yesterday, yesterday afternoon before I went and got the truck. A herd? Yes. 11. Are you raising it for consumption, cabrito and the such? Oh, yeah, so. I it, love goat. Well, you need to come buy one from Julian. He's selling half holes and quarters. So I made a deal with him. It cost me uh, $3,700 to buy the goats. So I loaned him the money to buy the goats. He's going to raise them when he when he does the thing to them, you know, for lack of a better word, slaughterhouse them. Um, he'll pay me back for whatever feed and the price. I broke down each goat, what each goat costs. So as he sells the goat, he pays me back for the goat. And then... Um, How many goats are we talking here? We got 11 goats. 11 goats. $3,700. All right. We got a very good deal on Now we still got to raise them and do some stuff to them. And so what is, he, what is he thinking you can get for a goat once it's all said and done? Well, once you get the goat to mature. $336 a goat right there. Right, yeah. Well, once the goat gets to maturity. Oh, goats are a little uh, cheaper than that. Not now. Nothing's cheap anymore. Yeah. Yeah, your buddy Biden, he's messed everything up. Yeah. He's not your buddy, but you know what I'm saying. That was, uh, that was a condescending. So anyways, when the goats are full maturity and then they're cleaned and they're hanging weight, like we do cows hanging weight, they're going to hang 55, 60 pounds. All right. And then he should get 11 a pound, 12 a pound. So he should get six to $700 a goat. So he'll be able to pay me back, reimburse me for the feed. And then we figured he should make about $280 a goat for himself. Oh, really? Yep. Good and for if him. he's 11 work, then we're going to, we got a guy that has some. Uh, so you're going to sell it in the shop? I told him, Julian, that I would rather him get on the phone. We have a list of people who ask about goat. We have a goat list. Yeah. Get on the phone. Start I bet if you put people. goat in there, you'd, you've got some customers that. that would go oh, crazy for it yes, if he has them in a case. Yes, we will. But I told him if if he wants to put one in the case, and I'll buy it from him, and then I'll put it in the case and I'll retail it. Uh-huh. But I want him to sell the goats, get on the phone, talk to people. Hey, this is Julian Morris. We got some goats ready. I saw that you were interested in a goat. I got your number from my dad. Hey, <laughs> you're interested in a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, so if this works, I told him I'll get him uh, you know some some females and some. Uh, and then he started a little breeding program and, and, and worked his way through high school. Not that he don't have enough going on already. Mm. All right. But that's that's new in our world. Aurora's getting in the rabbit business. So we're going to have some rabbit in the spring. Really? Yes. That's great, dude. I think it's awesome with rabbit and goat in there as well. Yes. Because my thing is, especially what we talk about on Between the Ribs, is, is don't get me wrong. I, I want you to buy half cows, whole cows, pigs. But if everything we talk about does happen... You don't think they're smart enough to just hit the switch and turn the power off? So all your freezers that are slapped full of meat, now your meat's not good anymore? Who? Whoever they are, the Duke Energy, the government, whoever. They can't shut down your 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 electricity. Well, if the electricity grid goes down, wouldn't that be a problem? Yes, you'll need a generator. Right, and if you don't have a generator. So here's where I'm going with it. 
Yeah, and where are you going with it? I'm a bunch of for, solar panels on the top of the. I'm, I'm going where if for for God unseen, you have to figure out how to eat daily without refrigeration. A rabbit, a goat, lamb, chickens. You know, you can kill one, clean one, or have one, eat it. There's no leftovers. Feed the dog. Feed the family. So I'm getting people to start thinking small protein. Plus, it, rabbit's fantastic. Yeah, oh, I love it. And I goat's love it. fantastic. And goat is fantastic, too. First time I ever saw an animal die, my grandfather took me to a piece of land he owned, and he rented it to some guys who raised goats for Cabrita, these Mexican dudes. And he goes, son, come over here. He goes, I want you to watch this. And he, these guys get this goat on his, on his side, and they're holding it down. One guy's holding the horn. This guy takes his knife and cuts his throat. And it's screaming, bloody murder, blood shooting everywhere. I'm like, oh. I'm like, wow, that was kind of traumatic. And then he goes, oh, come over here, boy. And then these other guys are uh, digging a, a, a goat out of the ground where they've been cooking it Cabrito oh, style. yes. And they put it on some foil and tore it up for me, and I ate it, and they had me some hot sauce. I'm like, holy hell, that's you've, worth it. You've got all about that goat holiday. Delicious, man. I Isn't it crazy? Goats sound like little babies. They scream. Yeah. Rah, rah. Yeah. You're like, bring me another one. I got to kill one now. Yeah, I want to have one for myself. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, world market near Atlanta. This grocery's massive, bigger than a damn Home Depot. Had uh, uh, fish tanks in there, so big you could get you pick your own live fish for the day. Really? And then had this giant hot food market, and they had a Middle Eastern stew, goat stew. Mm-hmm. It was the best. That sounds. Oh delicious. my god, it was so good. I just got to get two. I get a liter of it if I could. Right. Oh, so good. That sounds great. So yeah, so we're gonna have goat. We're branching out. How about some rattlesnakes? I hear they're delicious. You raise them, I'll kill them. That's a fair. How about that? You, you, you a rattlesnake wrangler? No, I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What are that? These are those are great small protein. They're uh, animals that are, uh, you know, not a big. If you're into that, not a big impact on anything, and you know, relatively easy to care for and raise. I suppose. Right. I don't know about rabbits. You got to build pens for them, right? Yeah, so you can have some room to run around and do their thing, but you got to protect rabbits. Any everything will eat a rabbit. Oh yeah, you know, and and the rat, the, the the domesticated rabbit's not like a wild rabbit, right? They ain't been raised his whole life, you know, hunting, running, and ducking, and diving, and going into dens and under brushes. So he just sits out there, and waits so hard to get them. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I oh man, these I aren't think. fluffy, cute little buddy rabbits, are they? No, of course yeah, not. Good. Get you the hideous ones. Who's going to raise a fluffy cute one? <laughs> I, I, I make sure I get one that don't have hair and has patches all over. No, come on, man. Uh, what do you well, got going on? You got any good stories from today? Uh, well, there's apparently a UFO video out there somewhere of a of a uh, shot in 1964. Wait, wait. Yeah. Oh no, 67. Maybe it's happened more than once. Uh, where it shows we were testing nuclear missiles, and these were dummy warheads on them. They weren't real, and they had they had the video's gone missing. A, a video of a disc-shaped object disabling the nuclear missile with laser beams. Oh, Captain Rogers is up there. Well, there's been a number of reports about where UFOs are spotted around nuclear facilities. Like, they know something's going on. They don't want you to, they don't want us to blow the whole Earth up. Maybe they thought that we were going to. Right. So they're like, we need to intervene. These morons are going to kill all of our test dummies. Uh the uh, Lieutenant Bob Jenkins and Major Florence Mansman said they saw uh, uh, the recording of the 1964 encounter before the tape mysteriously disappears. They were part of a team responsible for capturing footage of missile test launches in California with telescopic photography and uh, videography equipment. Two days after they recorded the video, they say two plainclothes CIA agents confiscated the clip and ordered them to keep shut, keep their mouth shut. Nice. 
Well done. Uh, they identified a pattern where UFOs seem to interfere with nuclear weapons. Robert Salas, a <clears throat> weapons officer, claimed a UFO shot down 10 missiles in a bizarre incident in 67. Wow. And now this whistleblower reveals another UFO encounter in which they claim uh, happened in 64. And the whistleblower doesn't worry about getting killed. No, because they just rub you off as some crazy old kook. Ah, he's, you know, oh, it's getting old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Voted for Biden, you know. Right, I got you, I got you. So where are we at on the panel here, boys? There's three of us, I guess Heather's in the other room. You believe in aliens, don't believe in aliens? Oh, yeah, de- most definitely. Most definitely there's, there's, there's uh, intelligent life out there. Okay. Mm, yeah, there's aliens. We're not allowed to join them, though. They're they much farther ahead of us. They don't want us? Mm, nope, they're keeping an eye on us to make sure we don't do stupid stuff. They're like they're our protectors of the galaxy. Keep us alive. Keep us safe. Well, they they More need like to. When you stop a nuisance animal from getting any farther into your herd, right? That's more what they're they're stopping us from getting. Any oh, they're just keeping us right at the brink of. Well, they don't want to. I think the my theory is that they don't want us to blow the world or the our Earth up with nukes because they need to siphon some type of uh, uh, resources from us. Right, they need us. They don't want, they, they, we, if we nuke it up, it'll, you know, it's going to mess it up. Right. I got you. That you know what sense. I mean? Or maybe they're just uh, uh, spiritual, peaceful beings that don't want uh, humans to kill one another. Uh, you know. Or maybe they're their pop of popcorn and we are their movie theater. Could be. And we're their entertainment. They don't, like, you know, they don't. They don't want to shut down the show. They don't want to shut down the show, you know? Yeah. yeah. Although, it would make a great episode if uh, a couple of countries nuked each other. Uh-huh. There was, uh, South Park did an episode about that, that Earth is nothing but a reality show for aliens. Really? Yeah. This guy's a genius. South Park knows everything. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to backtrack, but we're in the chicken wing business. Did y'all know that? No, I did not know. I saw, I saw when I was there Saturday, you're getting ready to fry up a bunch of, uh, deep fry a bunch of chicken wings. I, uh, what's your definition of a bunch? Because I fried 400. 400? Yes. That's it? 400 chicken wings. Uh, one time, my buddy... Uh, uh, Not at one time, but... Uh, Matt Hill and I, Hamburg Hill, we, went and, uh, we thought we were going to eat 100 wings. We went to a restaurant, ordered 100. We each ate like 25 and <laughs> took the rest to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We... 25 wings. No, but I, uh, I had to perfect it. I had to change the oil. I had to get a lot of things right, get my temperature right. And we have three flavors. We have mild... Well, we have plain, but that's not a flavor. We have uh, mild buffalo, Louisiana hot, and what the boys made. And and what did you do with them? Sold them. All of them? Everyone. I think we took like 40 home to eat. Wow. We're not for our Super Bowl party. You, you, uh, we, you, sold, we sold 360 wings. If you could, could you get the three joint wings with the flapper on oh, the Oh, yes. Yeah, we cut that off because people don't want to. I like that part. I, I like it helps it pro- set it up on the grill when you're, and it's also a handle, you know, it's good to. I chew on it. Yeah, you can chew on it too. But I, you, yeah. you can't find them except for Publix. And people, they, they, they put the bleach oh, on I'm sorry. People said, can you cut that off? Can you cut that off? So I just cut it off, and it don't even go in the tray. But they come with that on, naturally. Oh, okay. By, you by keep something like that. I will next time. We'll call them the Shannon Burke wings. See yeah. how they work out. What do they call it? Three, three, oh, the flapper? They just, they just call it the whole wing. Whole wing. Yeah. The whole wing, yes. That's a good, probably a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you just got to learn how to market it properly and just call it the Burke style. and then The Burke wing. <laughs> yeah, Burke style wings. <laughs> Burke style wings. Mm-hmm. I bet y'all sell a thousand of them this weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, you just uh, got to be like, oh, you want to go regular wing? Well, it was also Super Bowl style? weekend. Did that have something to do with it? You think, or you just people just want wings? I mean, well, people want that hot food you got cooking out there. It flies out of that smoker all day. So y'all know me. I eat my humble, my humble, my humble pie one slice at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very prideful man. I was told by seven or nine different individuals that those were the best wings they ever had in their life. Mm-hmm. So tonight, if you're in the Lake Mary area, get the organic meats. We're frying chicken wings right now. Are you? Yeah, we're doing uh, a dozen for you eighteen dollars. Fryer now? 
Yes, I have a fryer. Right. You the you the fry police? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see your bag. I'm surprised you don't Hello, smoke bag. a bunch of them. Well, we do smoke wings, but okay. right now we're frying. All right, I'm not get, I'm not trying to, trying to diss your wing fry. I didn't say you were. I didn't say you were. Just want to make sure the man wasn't listening. Cause I didn't pull a. I don't got the hood. You know. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. We fry outside. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> we've already done uh, three orders, four orders. Started at four thirty. I think we did three or four orders. How many in an order? Twelve. All right. So we do twelve. For what 18. do you get for 12, uh, 12 wings? Eighteen dollars. You get blue cheese ranch, whatever you want with it. Cheaper than the sports bar. We're not comedy bastards, so we don't offer celery and uh, carrot sticks. No. No, we're a meat shop. It's wings. Do you ever eat the celery and carrot or do you throw it away? I always eat the celery. Really? Rarely eat the carrots. I don't know uh, why. Always uh, eat the celery, though. Yeah, it's good roughage, man. It yeah. pushes everything down, you know? I don't know. I don't eat roughage. That's true. You don't eat. But you right. sell it in your shop. You sell. I do sell roughage in the shop. So don't be anti-roughage. I'm not anti-roughage. I'm, I'm pro-roughage. How about that? All right, so if you want celery sticks, it's nineteen fifty. <laughs> the prices went up for a celery sticks. Yeah, it's man. practically free celery. Celery's not free. Oh, damn near. You ever went out and cut a, 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 a case of celery? No. And washed it and packed it? No, I have you never done that. You know more than 1950. Yeah? You, yeah, by the time you got done. <laughs> have Julio come do it for you. But no, so we got wings. The boys were standing around on Saturday. They're like, Mr. Walsh, can we make our own sauce? I was like, sure, go for it. So they got this bowl, and they're just banging, they're just doing it to it. I said, y'all need to remember it just in case it's really good. So Victor's taking notes, and then they're like, what are we going to call it? I said, well, what the boys made. And then people, we did a Facebook video. People were coming in. Hey, I'll take two orders of wings. I was like, well, what flavor? They were like, we want what the boys made. And what was it? Just like a suicide soda drink, a little bit of everything in there? Yeah, it had buffalo sauce, a little barbecue, <laughs> some Texas Pete hot sauce. So, I mean, they, they were putting cayenne crushed pepper in it. Oh, they, they kicked it up a notch. It's, it's never taste the same ever again because they can't recreate what never. they did. No, they're not. They're They'll never be able to recreate it. And that's why we named it what the boys made because that could be a daily difference. No set recipe. But if you want chicken wings and you're hungry, we got uh, we got chicken wings tonight. All right. And a made to order? Like, I don't want some chicken wings to be sitting around under a heat lamp. No, no. We make 24 at a time in uh-huh. our fryer, and we can make them pretty fast. Takes like 13 minutes. So we're we're two batches ahead. So as they sell, we make another batch. As they sell, we make another batch. And what you don't sell, you eat. That's right. <laughs> you, got, you got it right, sir. You know my style. You know my style. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, um, how long before we're uh, able to order a, uh, some some rabbit from there? I'd say April first. I was going to launch it at Easter. Man, that's <laughs> your heaven. Oh. <laughs> oh. Turn, turn your mic on. <laughs> uh, that's probably not a good idea. You, you know? think so? Nah. I mean, you're like mommy. Why did the bunny rabbit lay the eggs in our house? Well, so. you're going to have it in there, butchered up, and you know, like the legs, quarters, yes. and all that. So they, you know, they're not going to know. The kids Except aren't. you leave one with the floppy ears just on it. <laughs> <laughs> what with if the I, fur still on it? Just what if I went like Hong Kong Asian style, and I just had a pin of rabbits, and you picked your rabbit? And then I'd snatch it out, knock it in the head, and clean it in front of you. Do you have to? How does that slaughter ha- happen with a rabbit so, in it? Rabbit and chicken now, as long as you do under, I think it's 12,000. There's a number they put out. You don't have to have USDA inspection anymore. So obviously I can't clean it in the store where I'm cutting raw meat at. Right. But I can go out back and do it. Out back. <laughs> you want some out back rabbit? <laughs> That's it. Out back now because the people say it's Australian. Rabbit, uh, rabbit from out back. Rabbit from out back. You know, you have to oh. give it, you have to market it. Rabbit al natural. How about this? Alley rabbit. 
Ah, we uh, got it. I got it. <laughs> How about this? Uh, that uh, sounds like you're cutting a rat or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I got me a couple no, Trust rabbits. me, that's rabbit. That's just a small one. Don't worry about it. Yeah, have a sign. You want a fresh rabbit? Be behind the dumpster. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I, if you I'm want gonna, a fresh one, uh, you know, give me thirty minutes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I go about, get you a street bunny, it'll be fine. Yeah, oh, we gotta yeah, go catch one out back. We went by in the morning, he had like 14 rabbits in that pen. Now you're not, gonna raise them at the house, are you? I mean, this shop, are you? No, we're gonna raise them at the farm. Okay, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put a, a little pen all the way around the shop, pick out your rabbit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pick it up here, hand it to the guy. You wait in line, wait in line, move, 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 and down here, oh, here comes your rabbit. He goes, Fresh a, rabbit. A, a white butcher paper. Be like, man, what's the advice on this? We just did them. <laughs> oh, my Still got Lord. I, no. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the goat, too. I'm going to start looking up goat recipes. Okay, good. Do it. The goat, we're going to kill the first two goats next week. Oh, okay. The way I bought the herd, I bought them staggered. So we're ready to still, if sales are there, we'll be killing two a week. And then as soon as he gets done and he makes a little money, we're going to buy another that are ready, almost ready for butcher. And then I'm going to get him some a breeding stock so he can start dropping little kids. Wow. Goats are called kids when they're Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, he's going to be a go have a little goat empire. Yeah. What is the, what's the most popular way to cook goat? You got to come up with a couple of recipes. I think either in the ground. Yeah, but no one's going to take a hole in the ground and cook a goat. Right. Well, you know, I mean, so much dog crap in my yard. I don't think I have a place to do that I sanitarily. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll know, take a hole and cook a goat in it. Yeah. I dig your hole. <laughs> <laughs> there are other, I'm getting at, there are other ways to eat oh, yeah, goat. Oh, yeah, stew. And, yeah, yeah, the curry, stews. Are, curry yeah, goes curry, really yeah, good. You're right. Good old pot of goat stew. Big old mm. fat. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's kind of greasy. You know, it's very... I love it. Yeah. And the next day, it's even better. Yeah. After the seasoning sets in, you suck it off the bone. <laughs> That's delicious. <laughs> Chew on a little car. So, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. Well, uh, any takeaways? You watch any uh, commercials at all? Did you pay attention to the commercials? I, I, I thought 90% of the commercials were disappointing and stupid. What about the uh, Jesus wa- uh, people washing feet? The white people washing uh, non-white people's feet? <laughs> So the Jesus one, the only one we caught, was it looked like he had 18 meth heads lined up with no teeth and herpes sores all over their face. And then at the end it said, Jesus plus me or Jesus me. Cause Jesus kid, gets me. Something like or that. Or he gets yeah. us. Yes. Yeah, we, that's the only one we saw that one. Um, I didn't catch the one with white people watching black feet. I, I missed well, that. just people watching your feet. And oh. it just happened that all the washers, like they have a cop. Uh, it's all AI images. A cop washing a gangbanger's feet, and then a priest oh. washing some LGBTQ person's uh, oh. feet. They may uh, have had a good message, but I would. I'm glad I didn't see that one. In a, the message is that white people uh, need to repent for their serve. whiteness. And yes, get down and, and start serving and wash some feet. Wash some feet. You know, Jesus only washed his disciples' feet, not random dude. You know, dudes from the on the off the street. Right. And he did that for for an example, for a reason. Yes, yeah. To show and then he said, hey, and by the way, stop the sinning. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly right. I'm glad you said that. Everybody Jesus healed in the Bible, after he healed them, he said, go and sin no more. Yeah. He didn't say, keep on being gay, keep on doing this. <laughs> he, didn't say to the, he didn't say to the harlot, I know you're on your seventh dude and your husband's not at home. I'm going to heal you, but go ahead and do number eight. He said, go and sin no more. Yeah. And do you you don't get to come back again for another healing after that? Wait, oh, wasn't it get out of jail free card? No, it's not. Oh. Yeah, yeah. People take that; they manipulate that message of Jesus real bad. Well, they, I can be forgiven for my sins, and you can be. Yes, but there's a difference between forgiveness and uh, worldly sorrow, where it's like you're only sorry because you know there's something going on. Like, oh, hey, I now have a disease from sleeping with a dude every day, or whatever. I'll just do that out there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I don't want this disease at one kid. You help me, but I'm not going to stop sleeping with the dude. Ah, okay. Right? Right. I have a compassion. Well, if I use a different uh, I, I probably analogy. use a bad analogy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm a gangbanger, and, I, and I'm gangbanging, and I kill people, and then uh, I get shot while I'm gangbanging, and Jesus heals me, and it says, go and sin no more. You shouldn't turn around and go meet, you know, And go get gang. revenge on the guy that shot you. Yes. Right. You should forgive the guy, yeah, and move along with your life. Right. right. Yes. We are, you, Amen. You, Man, you should be my mouthpiece. Yeah, you say things so much better than I do. <laughs> that's probably why you had the three. That's probably why you had the three to seven show, and I'm on Saturday night. I <laughs> <laughs> could have something to do with it. Oh my lord! Uh, we gonna uh, uh, take a little break and hang out? We're hang yeah, out yes, sir. All right. Let me return. Uh, a pastor has been caught selling meth, but he had a good excuse. He needed money. I'll tell you what he needed it for. I don't know if Jesus is going to heal him from it, though. Uh, and parents are fueling in Canada, fuming in Canada because they do artwork for the teacher. Then they find out the teacher has been selling their kids' art no. online and profiting from these little kids. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right. Stick around. Uh, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Jonathan Morris. Here? I'm so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Morris Family Farms is uh, still with us here in the studio. So, yes. a pastor accused of selling meth out of his church in Connecticut. Uh, he has been arrested. Was taken into custody Friday. Police received a tip about the drugs. He was charged with possession of narcotics, intent to sell, possession of a controlled substance, use of drug paraphernalia, among other charges, released on $10,000 bail. Uh, he, uh, he sold liquid methamphetamine. They have liquid meth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. All to pay for... Was that in this story? Uh, no. This in the other one. He was uh, using it to pay for gay OnlyFans uh, websites memberships. And uh, police told WFSB that investigators believe Miller was providing the meth in exchange. He wanted to see the men have sex in front of him. So he's a terrible preacher. <laughs> he is not. He's a sinner. That's for sure. Yeah, he's a sinner. He is a sinner. Yes, he needs to go see Jesus. He needs the Jesus people. <laughs> Jesus plus me. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, not so, only was he selling meth, he was like, all right, I'm going to sell you some meth, but I want to guys see you guys have sex, too. So. Yeah, I'll give it to you in a bargain if I can watch. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, come on, he's not just watching. He's partaking in the action. Once the meth kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you probably can't keep your hands away. Oh, my That's goodness. right there. That is just. Uh, I wonder what he preaches. I wonder what his sermons are like. Um, he was at the United Methodist Church in Woodbury. Methodist. Methodist. <laughs> Woodbury. Woodbury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up in Canada, Montreal at a uh, uh, high school there, multiple parents have alleged that their kid's art teacher has been taking drawings that they made in class and listing them for sale on several different websites without their knowledge. That's, that's classic. Um, 
two parents are outraged. Their kid's art is showing up online for a profit. One of the drawings made by a 12-year-old student at the school um, has been listed for $151 on at least four different websites. $151. That way it sounds, it sounds legit. Her drawings and those of other fellow classmates appear on multiple uh, items as well. She's put them on T-shirts that sell for $55, coffee mugs for 41 even get an, an iPhone case with your kids' art, her, your kids' art that she makes money, 35 bucks a pop. Come on. I mean, is it good art or is it? No, it looks like uh, middle school kid art. 12-year-old child art. I mean, I get the idea if your kid drew a picture that uh, you liked a lot, you could take it somewhere and say, get it, put it on a shirt and put it on a, on a mug. It'll be kind of a funny, you know, instead of just tacking it to the fridge. Right. But that's your business. Yeah, it's your kid. Your did, you kids just, did your the parents ever go? Hey, why don't you bring home any pictures from from school anymore? Your art class. Oh, hey, we leave them there. Yeah, the teacher says she likes looking at them. I'm also more the people that were buying it. Like, there's somebody that hey, what's on your phone case? Oh yeah, this is a Maria your original. Uh, she's a 12 year old Montreal girl. <laughs> right. Original. I mean, I, I, how much are the kids? Uh, you know, to, when you go to the website, are, are you told that these are from kids at the? Uh, uh, the what's the what? name of the school? The Westwood Junior High School in Saint Lazare. I would love to see some of this art because what kind of people? All right, if if you can sell middle school art online, then I'm going to be a billionaire as soon as our <laughs> store goes online, right? Because that's insane. So uh, start painting the Michael Bennett, uh, one of the fa- fathers involved, said he learned about what happened when his two children came home from school. And told him that a classmate had stumbled on the teacher's website after searching his, his own name on Google. That student went on to inform another teacher, uh, he said, and within minutes, word spread fast around the school about what they had found. Both daughters' artworks were listed for sale on various websites. Uh, Joel DeBell Fuel says his 13-year-old son's portrait, painted by a fellow classmate, appears on the items, several items for sale, including That's mugs, T-shirts, and iPhone cases. Ridiculous. <clears throat> Did you see him, Sharon? That's ridiculous. That's crowns. I mean, uh, but is there background? Like these are the for the artwork of the children? Uh, it's listed. This set is listed under Logan coffee mugs. Uh, Logan creepy po- po- portrait number one. Logan creepy portrait number two. Logan creepy portrait number three. So no, it's they're sold under uh, what's, Logan's. What's Logan's last name? Uh, it just says Logan. Logan, okay. Yeah, it just like, says she, Logan's creepy portrait. Is she selling them for the kids to bring Hell money no, back to the classroom? Well, that'll probably be your defense, Your Honor. I wanted to, you know, uh, we need uh, pencils and our budgets uh, are low. And that may be her defense. Um, that's. Uh, he said the incident raises questions about ethics in the school's screening process for the teacher. Is this teacher asking for certain types of project to be done to be able to sell them? Is he asking for these types of portraits to be done so it meets the market? I'm not quite sure, the father said. However, I'm not, I'm not impressed at all with this person. I'm not impressed with the school or the school board. They feel cheated. I'm very impressed. If I was a parent, I'd be like, you know what? I want to be cut in. The next question, yeah, is what? How? I mean, she did. She she stole artwork. Yes, uh, I mean, I'm impressed with the fact that she thought that far out to be like, man, I just why did why did get the class like look class before we start drawing pictures. Uh, uh, um, uh, teacher Shando with Lab has passed out a, a a form that just signed the bottom. It's a formality. It's no big deal. Right. And they signed away their their rights to. Uh, yeah. So it looks like she did specifically ask them to do certain type. Like again, this is another list of creepy portraits. So it looks like she told the kids, to, "I want you to draw a creepy portrait." She, well, I bet she, he. I think it's a he or he whatever. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, you told them specific things to make draw drawings of, and then oh, they were selling wow. them. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So what's the all right? So what's the charge? I don't know. Okay. A, these kids are not accomplished artists, so no. they're not currently selling their artwork. So they don't have they, the the damages would be what it's worth to the average guy on the street on a piece of paper, right? Which is I don't know. She has she probably does it you know through one of these companies that you don't have to buy the inventory; they handle all that stuff for you, right? Um, she just took random kids' artwork and put it on some products. To well, okay, so let's talk about it. Hold on now. They, she gave the kids an assignment to do and turn into yeah, her. That starts, so whose artwork is it? The kids are hers. Whose property is it? Oh. She was selling it on a website called fineartamerica.com. So she was selling it through a, a website <laughs> making it. Fine art? Yeah. Fine art. These kids are 12 and 13. Yeah, but they. Is uh, the Biden guy? Is he on that? Is he on that website? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, when they re- were reached out uh, by C- CTV News, uh, they did not answer questions about how many kids were implicated or what the teacher's status was. The school board is aware of the situation and is taking the allegations seriously, and an investigation is underway. Ooh. And the school board cannot comment on the matter uh, further at this point. Um, another parent said his 13-year-old son came from school. Oh, he had an unbelievable story that he his son found a portrait of him drawn by his friend and posted on a website. I mean... It, it, now that could be against the law, if it's a portrait of the kid. But it's kid. a cartoony, like these, you know. Oh. It's not a. Sorry, he's thirteen. He's not Rembrandt for the love of God. You probably couldn't tell that it was the kid. Um, but the guy's a teacher. Maybe he's trying to earn a couple of. Ba- hey, we don't know. We haven't heard from him. Maybe does he have a lawyer? No. An intellectual lawyer, a property lawyer, said, said the children, like anyone else, have moral rights to have their names associated with their work. When you're the owner, it's a negative right. Anyone else can do anything or copy your work unless you give them the right to do so. That's what we call a license. You would give them a license to use your work or copy your work unless you give them the right to license. If uh, to license that you remain the owner of all the of all the rights. In this case, having the teacher or someone else putting their name would violate the copyright law. Copyright of a twelve year old that did a class project. I think this teacher is going to win in court. I'm not condoning their behavior. You know? Well, if she comes out and says, "Well, you know, art class, you know, the, the, the you know, appear, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau is such a cheap ass and a socialist pig, he won't give us any crayons and stuff uh, right. and paints, and I use that money, I don't make much of it. I mean, I, we don't know how many is she selling thousands of mugs, right, or like six. Uh, right. He has like, a lot of his own art on this website. He's taking, looks like he's taking all the kids down, uh, but it's a bunch of his stuff, and he, uh, what does his stuff go for? Um, he does a lot of like paint. He does. He steals a lot of stuff from other people too. It looks like. <laughs> yeah. A, a flattery, uh, you know. It's yeah. A, he's a paint creeper. Yeah. I, I'm not thinking it's like okay. We got we got parents. We got teachers touching kids, raping kids, having sex with kids. And this guy's stealing this their, guy's, their 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 uh, uh, intellectual property of a 13 year old. Hey, would you rather have him steal your kid's drawing or uh, figure uh, him? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you have the drawing. Uh, he's taking everything down for being sales. So. But, but let's be honest. How many middle school kids do you have any of your pictures from when you were in middle school that you painted? No. Exactly. I have a, a couple some, you know, cards so, that I wrote to my mother on Mother's Day. But so instead of them going in the garbage and just being wasted, the guy's doing something with them. Well, it's, it's it would be deal. nice. Well, then, this would be great for the Ohio schools, uh, Eric, that, that just passed the law about capitalism, because you could use it as a lesson if the kids participated in it on a lesson in capitalism. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you did not trademark your images. Uh, someone else has made a <laughs> of you.
Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker. You just got got by your teacher. I was thinking more of kids if you create the product and then you market the product in various ways and you uh, have an investment and then you uh, sell it for a higher price and that is your profit. And then, of course, yes. you got to pay tax on that and blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. Just like Julian in the goat business. Put kids in the paint business. So he's like going to be an independent goat dealer is what yeah, Julian yeah. is. Gonna be, yeah, he's going to be, dog, what you need. You want that, that front, you want that back. <laughs> Take this dude out, man. Uh, well. Well, uh, okay, when the story comes out, I'd like to find out where the money's going. Do you think this scumbag's just pocketing it all? Yes. Supplement his income? Oh, yeah. yeah. He probably got some uh, OnlyFans deal he's or drug yeah. he, There's no money in Canadian teaching. Yeah, you're right. But. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, wait till you find out that he's selling the pictures to buy the meth that he's selling to the preacher. <laughs> so he can right, sell so it and sell earn money to buy gay porn gay uh, well, website oh, membership. A big circle jerk right here. That's what's going on. Uh, the, the you watched the Super Bowl, right? Yes, yes. You saw the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I did. I actually laughed at it. It was funny. I did. Uh, that ad cost $7 bucks. What? The every uh, all those Each of those ads are $7 million, but 30 seconds is $7 million. Uh, and they invested the. They put Matt, you know, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tom Brady, uh, of course Jennifer Affleck, uh, Jennifer whatever, whatever Lopez. Lopez, Lopez is in it as well. They're all wearing the same tacky, goofy, goofy looking tracksuits. Yes. Well, you could have bought those tracksuits on Duncan's website. Um, how long did it take to sell out? Uh, not long. They were sixty dollars there, and uh, they sold out instantly, according to this story. Wow, that's crazy. They're on pre-order option for the next merchandise drop. Why would you wear that around? Because you want to look like Ben Affleck? Because it's uh, trendy. It's the same as... It's uh, stupid. It is stupid, but we saw those stupid, like, uh, pl- big plastic boots that everybody was wearing for a little yeah. while that they sold out all instantly. Yeah. And, yeah, it's well, because people are... What is the tie between Ben and Casey Affleck and Dunkin' Donuts? Because they've been in a ton of their commercials. They're from Boston. And, they, and Dunkin' Donuts is a Boston thing. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's Dun- Dunkin's. Uh, they get away, and he loves it apparently. So I mean, but they hooked him, man. He's 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 their mouthpiece. That one they did it was a joke commercial where uh, Casey Affleck is smoking a cigarette, but he's got the door front door, and then he can't smoke it. He's I'm not smoking it here. He stick his head up. <laughs> I go, I'm not smoking it. I'm not smoking it here. <laughs> yeah. They got some good stuff. It is- they were sixty dollars, man. Amy had me get her a Dunkin' Donuts coffee this morning. I walked inside because the new truck won't go through the drive-thru, and they that commercial... What do you mean it won't go through the drive-thru? Your truck's too big to go through a drive-thru? It's chunky in the back. It's dueled up, baby. I know, but you... I didn't want to try it. Yeah, you don't want to your, your, your new truck, yeah. That's so, right. uh, that, that, what You're do you call scared it? to drive it through Local the drive-thru. Local meat man trapped drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> you call it a loop? That commercial was on loop in the Dunkin' Donuts, and I said to the lady, how many times do you have to watch that commercial? She's like, we don't even look up anymore. What commercial? The one from the Super Bowl. Oh, it's playing on if a loop walk, in a McDonald's? In, no, no, in the Dunkin' Donuts. In the Dunkin' Donuts. If you walk in Dunkin' Donuts, it's on their screen. Like, I get the money out of it. Non-stop. They paid all, the, all those those three guys plus $7 million. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. Uh, one woman, she had an episode. She went missing, she had a mental health crisis, whatever. And so the police, uh, they go to her house. Should she return? They know that she had a mental uh, thing. And they the cops were called due to concerns about her welfare. The officers were required to remain on the property in case she returned as a safeguarding measure while a wider search was carried out. Miss Layton did come home and she 
uh, was better, I guess, and fine. Whatever had uh, episode she had was better, and so she she checked her. Uh, they waited for her at her home, and she went back to her CCTV app, and she could see the two cops sitting on a couch watching Netflix on TV <laughs> using her. Uh, little barbells to work out. <laughs> Listen to this. She, they arrested her for wasting police time. They held her in custody for 12 hours. They had no further action, and she went home and looked at her uh, video, and that's what she found. She said, you know, you expect police to be hardworking uh, and protecting people. Uh, you don't expect them to, to, you know, sit around. Did she charge her for the Netflix hours? <laughs> yeah. At a gym membership? Uh, <laughs> the spokesman for the cops said uh, professional standards. Uh, it was understandable that the publication of the images without explanation could undermine public trust and confidence. But the force added that the officers were deployed to the woman's house uh, to search the property and surrounding areas as per standard response. They remained at the location primarily to safeguard the female should she return. And they figured, hey. We'll watch some porn on her Netflix. <laughs> it worked out. Well, I think it's funny that they picked up a woman's do- of dumbbells that are there. You know they're like four pounds, Wait, two pounds. To do yeah, that's that's a little that's funny. They didn't make a sandwich. You know, <laughs> that would have really been great. Yeah. <laughs> she's crazy. She won't even notice there's food gone out. Right. Of I would. That's what I would think. <laughs> that she's, you know, a little bit out of her, uh, you know. There was nobody else in the home, so they broke in her house and just watched Netflix and hung out while she was gone. Pretty much. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Explain to me what banter means again. I was trying to understand this. It, it was a big thing in the British dating scene. Yeah, they want I mean, ba- it's appearing. The word banter is appearing on dating apps. That they uh, they want banter. Yeah, you've seen uh, like rom coms and things like that, where the uh, the guy and the girl have like their witty back and forth real quick, and they. Uh, they're joking with each other almost. That, that, that kind, of, that type of uh, bantering. Yeah, bantering back and forth. It's, it's hard How to kind of. It's foreplay, right? Talk. To, they mean like in real life. They don't want to banter on the on the app. No, yeah, they mean they want, but they want somebody that can banter with them. They, they basically they want someone that can hold a quick fire conversation with them back and forth. Oh, and maybe they can not joke a, back and forth. No, and, okay, not a uh, bump on a log type. Yeah, of. somebody that can take a joke. They want like, hey. Give it to, I'm going to give it to you, give it back to me. The number of people using uh, the word banter on their profiles has grown 7%. Uh, the word appearing significantly more in bios of men that are 33 or older than women. Uh, the Tinder spokesperson says that the countless articles provide prompts and, and advice on how to amp up the banter on day, dating apps. And so that hopes they it helps a bunch of introverts banter like you know guys like us that are professional banters. Uh, so they could boost their conversation and you know get late. Ultimately, yeah. that's the that's the that's why the, you've seen it in a, in a rise in the male thirty three and plus though is because a bunch of people heard around like, hey, if you put banter in your profile, you're yeah. gonna get a lot of hits. So yeah. Of course, all the guys like banter. Yeah, definitely, I love to banter. Oh, banter, 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 banter. I once won uh, Tri County Area's Banter of the Year <laughs> award. Yeah. I was such a great the banter, banter champion. I, I'm the three time County Fair Banter champion. So you take down, <laughs> so you take down, slap you around, and put up bantering. It's more it thrown around more frequently in the in the UK uh, because of a reality show in Britain called Too Hot to Handle, and another one called Love Island. Nice, which has been adopted here, I believe. Uh, that's it. Too He's, hot to handle. Banner. A hundred dating app users they surveyed about Banner used an online forum noted that the presence of a quick back and forth 
established intellectual parity, comedic com- compatibility, and similar interests in a way to test boundaries. I mean, isn't that just, I like to talk to people and then have them talk back to me? Yes. I mean, is it just, I like to have a discussion. I, I, you know, yeah, but to me, this is a normal like, process of getting to know somebody. Yeah, but they're thinking more like quick fire back and forth. Like if I say something, she's got an answer back, and then I got an answer back, and then we answer back. And it's more of a, it's not a long drive. Like out one liner each yeah, one. Each, yeah, but I thought each the other. cool thing about bantering was that it's not planned. That's why it's bantering. Like, do you, okay, we're going to banter at 7.05. Right? <laughs> Anybody down for a bantering like session? Like, you're halfway through the day, you're, the salad's gone, the entree, uh, we've been here through uh, one course, and you haven't bantered yet. What's the problem? <laughs> right. Yeah. So the people that are putting banter in their profile are, I don't have a good idea. All right, give me an example of banter. Bantering, two people bantering. Is a quick fire thing, like a contest? Yeah. Like, like where are you from? You're seeing more like uh, in comedies and things like that. It's hard to kind of to explain it. See. So they want you, they want you to be... a little spicy. Something. It can start out nice and sweet. I think Amy and I banter all the time. We banter very well. It can start out very nice and sweet. And then at some point she goes, I'm going to choke you if you don't stop. And then it's, it's playful, but it's not, it's not harmful. But I think it's playful and some people may think it's aggressive. But it's just playful bantering, right? You know, hey, your mama's a blah, blah, blah. What, is it hurling insults or is it, a, is it getting to know somebody? I think it's Or joking know. about a topic. There you go. I uh, think it's getting to know somebody. Uh, do joking. you just go, hey, uh, would you like to start bantering now? <laughs> oh, I've got this from socialself.com blog, how to banter. Oh, okay. oh come on. Right. Uh, this has uh, four on. sections, what banter is and why it's important. Sections. How to banter, how to banter over text, or how to practice your banter. So what is banter and why is it important? Banter is a form of playful conversation or teasing. When done well, it can be a lot of fun. It's important to be clear on whether banter, what banter is not. It's not trading insults, putting someone down, or excuse of being mean. It's a two-way interaction between people who see themselves as equals. Let me see if I can find an example. It sounds to me like it's a bunch, like maybe some sexual innuendo, you yes. know, that type banter. of stuff. Okay, always use a friendly tone and body language when you banter. Uh, don't banter until you know someone. Oh. Playfully challenge someone's assumptions. Yeah. Uh, tease a friend who isn't self-conscious. Uh, this, uh, the quote is the example here is, uh, Tim seen Abby's new, very short haircut. Whoa. What happened to you? Did you cut that yourself or was your hairdresser half asleep? Abby, I don't think I want to take advice from someone who doesn't even have hair. Okay. It, I get it. I get it. It's like uh, well, playful it's, ball busting. Yeah. Yes. Tim squints at Abby. Come on. I mean, that isn't cut. Isn't even asymmetrical. Abby. There's a thing called style, Tim. I can send you a few articles about it if you like. Okay, That's I get it. it now. All right. Yeah. You can also be pedantic about what a friend meant. Can I ask you a question? Sure, you can ask. Whether you'll get an answer is another matter. I'll take said chance. Awesome. I like men who live dangerously. Okay. Bantering. It's phony baloney talk. That's it's a right there. Yeah. Amy called in and will banter for everybody on the radio for five minutes. It always ends, I'm going to choke you if you don't shut up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, but in a fun way, not it's, in a bad it, way. It just sounds like uh, like uh, the way you'd uh, bust balls with a sibling. Yeah, that's kind of the best way. But uh, to me, it's always not planned. It's fun. It's like, and then you know when you go too far. Like sometimes when the kids will banter and holler. And, hey, that's uh, yeah, banter is getting a little uh, 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 <laughs> offensive. You crossed the boundaries of banter. Hey, okay, I get it. <laughs> you could also go in and you went away with a, with a banter too. Yeah. But I don't know why it's such a big deal now. All, I mean, just because people like, don't have personalities anymore; they're not spontaneous anymore. That's true. Uh, I've now also learned how to banter over text and <laughs> flirting and banter. 
Uh-huh. This is a great guide here. You have to steer the conversation to personal topics, including dating and relationship. Use lingering eye contact for a greater sense of intimacy. Compliment them more often to make them clear that you like them. Use banter as a warm-up before you ask them out on a date. You might also touch them more often than you would touch a friend. This means light touches on a forearm, shoulder, or knee. Play close attention to how they react. If they move closer or touch you in turn, it's a great sign. If they appear uncomfortable or move slightly away, give them some space. You also can banter to uh, compliment people that you may be interested in. Guy, I was kind of awkward in college, so I didn't really date much, to be honest. Girl, that's hard to imagine. I mean, you're probably the hottest guy in this park. Whoa. Uh, Guy, what do you mean? Probably one of the... Girl, pats his arm playfully. Definitely in the top ten anyway. Guy, raises his eyebrow. Do you, like, make official top ten lists as a hobby? Is that a thing girls do? Uh, Then they have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Two two or three banners back and forth and you're in the sack. You're in. Wow. You're in. You're in. Yeah. I think it just means like you want to be with somebody who is a conversationalist and has a sense of humor. It's a humor thing, yes. Yeah. I think more people, uh, more people like a humor in a relationship than. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. You got to have that. But when we were younger, you didn't have to announce it on a profile. You met what? a girl, you talked to her, or, and then you told your boys, "Man, we had that's, that girl's a yeah, whatever." And she you, didn't get any of my jokes. So I was well, I trying to have some fun. You know, she wasn't. You wouldn't no. talk to me, and you then you, you hit a. Hit it off with a girl. Right. And you're like, that's the one. Yes. We had some great banter. You would never say that to your boys, though. Hey, man, let's get a beer. Yeah, how'd your day go? Oh, we had great banter. Huh? Yeah. Banter. We bantered well. We bantered real good. You want to banter, you want yeah. to banter with me right now? Did you go out with a dude or a chick? What's going on? We bantered really hard, and then I took her home. <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, it's that's the way uh, in, in the past. I'm so glad I don't have to ever date again. Oh, my God. Ma- oh, hell no. Hell no. Uh, when we return, it's time for your remarks. Also, a woman who tried a mother tried to frame her little kid for a theft. <laughs> uh, and maybe we'll get to the drunk Florida man that abandoned an airboat on the side of the road uh, and made some very poor decisions when he came back to get it the next day. Hang on. It's a Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Veterans hope. Where are you hiding? I search for you in the seconds, the minutes of each and every day. Hear me as I call out to you. Take my hand. Lift me up as I lift up others. Welcome me home, Father, Mother. 
Sister. Brother. Son. Daughter. Hear us now. Alone we stood. Divided we fell. No longer. Now we choose to make the connection. Our new mission lies within. Visit maketheconnection.net to learn more. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Mom is, uh, she was busted down in, uh, Polk County. Um, so she, uh, she stole $1,630 in goods from the Five Below store in Davenport. I don't know how you spend or steal $1,630. impressive. It's gotta be a big bag. Um, it went missing on February 4th. They had some tracking and one of the things was a purse. Okay. Uh, the purse was packed full of other things. Right. Tracking devices were all, and the purse revealed its location was three and a half miles down uh, away in Haines City. So deputies got tracked it down. They got to the home to find it sitting in the back seat of a car. Confronted with that information, they went to the suspect, uh, the mother, and uh, she tried to say that her daughter, her little kid, must have taken it. Come on! And the girl says, "That's not true, mommy. You took that purse." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Way to go. She rats out, and then uh, at that point, the woman uh, clammed up, refused to give any other uh, further statements, and was arrested. See, we'll arrest your ass here in Florida for stealing stuff. Yeah. What a piece of crap mom, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how old was the daughter? Did it, it doesn't say. It, yeah, it doesn't say anywhere, but but the mother was 29, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a teenager. It was a but, little kid. Yeah, but it's, it's still going to go through the juvenile court system for stealing $1,600 yeah. worth of stuff. I bet mom's got some priors. Yeah. She want to keep they don't keep a record out of the question here. But to get you, little Sally is like, she's clean. You know? Oh yeah, first offender. You get, Sally's got to learn the sti- snitches get stitches though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on, Sally, you're your pre court diversion. <laughs> I explained that to my daughter one day. We we uh, we had to get uh, to somewhere to get it. She needed a white shirt. I forget the occasion at school. And her school started early, so we get and we get a. We're, I'm in a hurry, and she remembers on the way. We go to a Target, and I park, I'm gonna park right up front in the handicap spot. She goes, "Man, you can't park here." I said, we're just going to, she said, oh, this is illegal. This is illegal. You can't park here. She's such a goody two-shoes. I'm like, snitches get stitches, Abby. <laughs> she goes, what does that mean? I said, well, walk with me and I'll tell you. I said, find your shirt. Yeah. Explain <laughs> I explained the whole, and I said, and sometimes they wake up in ditches. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's nice. And white shirts get red stains on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we have quite a few uh, remarks. Should we get to those? Yes. Right away. From the Florida Man radio app and powered by the man sitting next to me, Morris Family Farms yeah. and Organic Meats. Uh, a great way to keep track of the show, listen to on your own terms. Star Trek guys, the Yesterday Show guy, which is cool. Um, there are uh, commercial-free podcasts there and a button that allows you to talk to us. 
For Valentine's Day this year, get her a pair of slippers and a vibrator. If she doesn't like the slippers, you can always tell her to go. <laughs> One problem, Shannon. For Star Trek guy to start his own business, he'd have to work hard. Sweat, blood, tears, all the things that you put into a business that you've built from freaking ground up. Don't see it happening, buddy. Be-doo, be-doo. <laughs> hey, Star Trek guy. Instead of putting a toothbrush in the medicine cabinet when closing the door when you're taking a poo, why don't you just sit down on the toilet and put your toothbrush in your mouth? Brush your teeth while you're pooping. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> no joke. I used to always, when I was a single man, uh, before Kim and I uh, started living together and got married, and when I was in uh, Atlanta, where she wasn't there to harp on me, I brushed my teeth in the kitchen, on the kitchen sink, get my toothbrush in there, my toothpaste is in there, on the windowsill or whatever, and I always just brush my teeth in the kitchen. Like, okay. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Somehow, it's uh, killing the vibe. Yeah. Even if that war was over tomorrow, we'd end up spending billions rebuilding Ukraine. You know, they get a lot of sunflower oil comes out of there, so, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And grain. Uh, and grain, yeah. I hope that film that DiCaprio is filming is not based in California, because you would want all the homeless tents there to make it look authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I think it's a period piece, so before all the homeless oh, tents there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shannon, why is it when the white president does that, it's okay, but yet the school did that for Black History Month, served ticket for them, to them, that it was a problem. Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I don't understand. How did they get away with it? When it, 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 it just makes no sense to me. There was a public school that served fried chicken and uh, uh, <laughs> for Black History Month, and people lost their minds. Uh, look, everyone loves fried chicken. White people probably yeah. eat uh, more than than anyone else. We yeah. love fried chicken, and it's just a thing, you know. Uh, I guarantee you there's not a black man alive that eats more fried chicken than I do. No? Nope. I'm at least five days a week. Really? Sounds like a challenge. Wait, you're a dark meat guy or a white meat guy? Uh, I, I, like a, I like a leg and, and a wing. But that's my uh, thing. I'm a leg and a thigh guy. I'm, I'm a leg and a wing, but that's my thing. That song became the Black National Anthem the same way Kwanzaa became what it is. Yeah. You're welcome. Kwanzaa. That's the Black Christmas, you know. I understand. Thank you. <laughs> it's recognized. I mean, you know, the White House recognizes Kwanzaa. Well, right? Uh, this Kamala tried to pretend like she was celebrating Kwanzaa, and then also tried to pretend like she was celebrating Hanukkah while she was not. <laughs> Her husband's Jewish; yeah. she's not. Yeah, but she was trying to pretend like, "Oh, look, I'm lighting the menorah." She was like three days late on it. <laughs> What's cracking, like it, my brother? Great show, love you guys. Ray Ray out. Ray Ray out. Ray Ray out. Hope that rap music didn't have any uh, profanities in it, Ray Ray. Yeah, Ray Ray. Trying to figure out what's worse on Tuesday nights around this time. Jonathan Morris talking about his meats nonstop, or Ed Till talking about grass. Which one? Which is one is more? Which worse? Yeah, which he doesn't like. Yeah, that guy's such a hater. Bring Ed right? Till back too. Once he gets out of his world tour. I'm yeah. sorry you can't beat me, buddy. Enjoy your life. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Shando? Easy. Big man, Jonathan. You know who it is. Sparky. Hey, uh. Which Sparky is yeah. Thank you for That's those New York strips, man. I had my mom's 77th birthday Friday, and we cooked them. 
and they were delicious, and she loved them, as always. I appreciate you. And uh, just a reminder, if you go tipping your toes in the rattlesnake deal, you better know that you got to have somebody that knows how to clean them bad boys, or you won't be doing too good. Beedoo, beedoo. Oh, is it like a, a lionfish, where if you don't, if it's not caught the right way, you could kill the guy that eats it? Lob the heads off, you're fine. Yeah, I would think so. Jonathan, uh, try smoking the wings first. So basically, par cook them um, smoked. So basically, just to the pinks out of them. And then fry them um, up to a day or two later. You can refrigerate them, uh, fry them on, you know, hotter heat than you typically would. So um, they're killer. I had a restaurant. We had five stars on our wings, they were amazing. All right, I'm still in your idea. I grill my wings on a, on a, on a charcoal grill. That's why I like the three uh, joints with the flapper because they sit right. Right. And then uh, I grill them and then I toss them and then I put them back on the grill and then you know, cook that a little bit more and then t- one last toss and they're ready to go. Yeah. Very messy. We had rabbits when I was young. My middle brother's favorite rabbit was one he called Charlie. Hell? During one harvest, I accidentally killed Charlie. He was pretty pissed about it. And I said, well, if his name would have been Bugs, <clears throat> I would have known the difference between the damn things. Killed the brother's favorite. All right, one more suggestion on the wings. Um, the wing sauce. So in my restaurant, I had a, a house sauce, JB's house sauce, and it was sriracha, butter, and honey. And you garnish them with a little fine chopped cilantro, um, but but that's roughage, so you don't have, you ain't got to do that. But um, and then you can play with the ratio on the sriracha to honey to butter. It, it's really whatever you want it to uh, taste like. But it's killer. Get... It's amazing. Try it. Wait, what's yeah, the guy's trying to get a job? I think he wants to be a private investor in the business. <laughs> come on, buddy. Come on, come on. Bring it on, buddy. How about Shannon? You get your own flavor of wings and call them Burke Zorker wings. <laughs> I could partner with Movie Man. I expect to get some for free. (laughs) I could partner with Movie Man Mike to concoct a wing sauce. Man, the price of his bottles, they're so little. They'd be expensive wings, wouldn't they? I guess you don't need a lot well, of Well, we had to we had to rework the recipe. Well, yeah, yeah you need. It goes a long way when you add some butter and everything. Yeah, else. yeah. His oh, sauce yeah. goes a long way because oh, it's pretty yeah. intense. I saw the. Uh, the, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not knocking the ad campaign for Frank's Hot Sauce. I put that S on everything. But you had to imagine that at one point, the board sat around a giant table and decided whether or not they should call their product S. Because that's what it, they're doing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but they like the, uh, the fact of like an old lady getting bleeped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if Heather's basing her affection of rabbits by their looks, she needs to look into Watership Down. There was a couple of badass rabbits in that one. I have no idea what he's talking no, about. I mean, well, if that doesn't put the icing on the cake, not only do we get gyros at Jonathan's Butcher Shop, we can also get rabbit. I'm sure the squirrel going to be coming in there pretty soon. He wasn't real big on the rattlesnake. How about the gator? You going to get that gator in there as well? Uh, you don't serve gyros. I don't even know what a gyro is. It's that, sir. that Greek uh, thing they put on the lo- stick. Gy- yeah, mm-hmm. and they shave. It's delicious. Don't get me wrong. But I, I've had a gyro from time to time. Yeah. 
Jonathan, uh, time to build a real big bird cage. Start growing you some quail. Okay. That quail meets some good meat, Dove, too, now. But uh, definitely, definitely get some quail going on. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. How about duck? Yeah, once you raise a bunch of ducks, you, you can get to sell some you, ducks. Call that guy back. You ever heard that joke? You like duck meat? Yeah, no. Ducking. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, also, if you get some uh, loose bread, you can probably get some <laughs> raccoons <laughs> also back there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, regarding these goats, uh, I would like to get one of them alive, preferably very young. <laughs> you gotta call Julian. Let me give you Julian's number. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Matt Laguna, obviously. Uh, Jonathan, another great show on Saturday. Thank you. And, uh, I really appreciate that. Hello? Who is that, buddy? Now you're right. (laughs) I kept waiting on Joe Biden to tell them black kids, oh, well, you guys are just as smart as white kids. (laughs) (laughs) What, did we lose that last number, Mike? Bakersfield, California. Um, So you were talking about that pastor, Methodist pastor, I guess, that was selling uh, meth. Yeah, around these parts, uh, we, we call them uh, a crystal Methodist. Hello! <laughs> nice! Uh, Send in Maverick here. Hey, I got Jonathan's new rabbit sales name. Huh? Get this. Backdoor bunnies. Get your tail at Morganic Meats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> nice. Nice, Maverick. Nice. Hey, little boy. You want to draw me a picture? <laughs> oh, that's creepy. It's nasty. Oh. Banter's what Bubba did back in 05, 06, I think, where he had 25 and Brent going at each other with this one-word banter thing. 25 kicked his ass and Brent threw a trash can and all hell broke loose. B2B. I think I'm... I've got a good memory. Yeah. Banter, in my age, was like a cut-down fight. I think that's what we used to call it. Uh, elementary and high school, whoever could cut down the other the best and win the pseudo, like, uh, sarcasm contest. That was the, uh, your mom was so low, your mom was so fat, you know, yeah. when she sat around the house, sat around the house, that, yeah, right? That was a different deal. Yeah, your mom's house is so small, she walks in the front door, she's in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're really good at that. Oh, was great. <laughs> I got some good ones. Yeah. I'll do them on Saturday between the ribs. Can't I go. got your banter right here. Shannon, you're dainty and pedantic. Be doo be doo. What? Mm. Uh, here we go. Just for the record, I was not flirting with you. Oh, no. damn it. Sorry to... Oh, here we go. Hello, Shannon. This is Niles. I love when Jonathan is in the studio and you give him a good rogering. <laughs> I love the banter back and forth. I'd really like to meet this Jonathan and maybe give his goat a good petting. What's a good rogering? I don't even know. Is that a... Uh, uh, like a... Mm, yeah. That's a, rogering? a from a banter. I'll give you a good rogering. That's getting nasty. In the old days, it was, I'll crimson your face. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. 
so far, the guy who left that, uh, left that remark's been the worst part of my Tuesday. What a hole. What guy is he referring to? Thank you, Randy. He's talking about the guy that compared me to Ed Till about being the worst. I got, I got to complain about Thank winning you, the lottery. You know? Randy the engineer. Thanks, Randy. Uh, we're due to see Randy here a couple weeks, I think, right? Uh, April. No. Well, yeah, a couple weeks. Huh? Yeah. March. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be digging all around here, rewinding the place again. We need to go there. You know, the boss do, man's yeah. up there right now. We haven't, uh, we haven't been drunk up there in a long time. I'd like to go spend a week up there. Take the new trip. Jonathan's new uh, paradise up there. I love it. I'm going to die there. You know, Jonathan, you're probably right. There's probably not a man alive that eats more fried chicken than you do. Because anybody that eats fried chicken more than five days a week probably isn't going to be alive very long. <laughs> bitty, bitty. I, that's, I'm so, I love it. Love it. It's always, for me, it's never, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna make fried chicken tonight. It's always like, uh, I'm shopping at Publix and I pass that little hot fried chicken, uh, you know, in, in the chicken wing aisle. I'm like, oh, I grab a couple of boxes, uh, and, you know, and I just woof it down. It's not even like a meal. It's like a, uh, several Loose snacks yeah. through, the, through the day, like on a Saturday or Sunday. Wow. Like, like stand over the, at the sink and eat a, at a, eat a, a drumstick and throw the bone in the trash. Mine's never planned either. There's a corner store two miles from my farm in Geneva. Yeah. And I go there and get two legs, two wings. What street's it on? It's on 426 and 46. Okay. I get two legs, two wings, a Georgia hot sausage on a stick, and three hot sauces and a 20-ounce Red Bull. Two legs, two wings, a Georgia hot sausage on a stick. Yep, they put the Georgia smoked sausage on a stick. Uh-huh. So I get two legs, two wings, a Georgia hot sausage on a stick, uh-huh. three hot sauces, and three a 20-ounce Red Bull. And by the time I get back to Lake Mary, I have consumed it. And a Red Bull? A 20-ounce Red Bull. That sounds like a healthy diet, bro. I don't drink I'm coffee. I'm tell you right now. Yeah, I gave up coffee. Air fryer wings are the best. I don't care how you season them or what or marinate them or whatever, but you throw those things in an air fryer, it's a game changer. If I'm cooking wings, I'm cooking uh, 20 at a time. Uh, maybe one rest, I'll get on my grill. I'll cook 20, then cook another 20 because I have people watching the game or whatever. And you can only cook in the four, biggest air fryer. Four. Yeah, four or six if you're lucky. Yeah. I got a pretty big air fryer. Do though. you? Yeah. How, many, how many could you put in there? Uh, I've got a two-chambered ninja one. What? So what? Yeah. Two chambers? Yeah, I use it for most of my oh, cooking, White honestly. privilege, huh? It is white privilege, <laughs> yep. <laughs> two-chambered ninja? It's wow. got separate cook you times. You want a ninja? Really? Yeah. I, not just a ninja, a two-chamber ninja. Yeah. Damn. I don't even have a ninja. I can cook two I different things there at different times. Like your, like your vegetables over here and your meat over here? Mm-hmm. I still you got, have a I can set the timer. Yeah, I, like if I want one to start at 20 minutes in, it could... Uh, what? Toot, 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 and 20 minutes in, it starts cooking, and yeah. I got two pots. I'm surprised nobody mentioned lemon pepper wings. Back up in Atlanta, I used to walk to Zesto all the time and ask him to make the uh, lemon pepper wings extra crispy. Took a little bit more time, but it was so delicious. Zesto. Is that the... the, the, Yeah, I believe it's the one that's featured in that TV series Atlanta uh, that, uh, what's his name, Glover did? Yeah, Don Glover. Don Glover. I've eaten there. Yeah, I used to get. Well, I lived uh, roughly six blocks. I think that was like half the show was him ordering lemon pepper wings too. So yeah, yeah they ate a lot of lemon pepper wings. I you ever ate Wings on Wheels in Tallahassee? Wings on Wheels? No. Well, it used to be a good place. Uh, is it mobile? Uh, I don't. No, it wasn't. Matter <laughs> Why would they say Wings on Wheels? <laughs> but it was just a place that sold wings, and you went and picked them up. Where'd the, the wheel come in, into the? It was your wheels. Oh, you. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should call it Wings and Your Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're there anymore. These be at Governor Square in Tallahassee. Get you a goat. Pour a quarter of vinegar down its throat. It can't throw it up. Wait eight, twelve hours. Hang it upside down. Slit its throat. 
best goat meat you ever had. What? Uh, we don't torture our goat? <laughs> 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 strict no torture process. Uh, uh, policy here at uh, Morris Family does, Farms. Does the vinegar help when you're uh, about to uh, maybe slaughter them? It yeah, I guess maybe softens it up. I I don't know. I thought it I brines know. it from the inside, inside out. I don't know, man. Jesus, I'll pass. I'll this is basically blank. Well, I got all uh, car sounds. JJ Mid Tennessee. Thoughts on halftime? Halftime show. I thought it sucked. Worst ever. I don't know, you know. If you liked Usher, it was Usher. I mean, right. You got, you got, Usher can move. Man, that dude has got lubricated very well. He can move his body. Yeah. No homo. But it's still Usher. Yes. And I don't know that, I guess he's still relevant, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it was like, it's, it's Usher. Usher. Um, my wife knew all the songs from like 2000, so. Yeah, it was a throwback, right? Yeah, it was uh, definitely. And then Ludacris showed up there, and the other Lil, people that showed up. Little John. Little John. Little John. Go, yeah, what? at least one. That's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wonder how much you charge Ursher for that. Uh, who knows? I'll give you two years, uh, $20,000. <laughs> hey, guys. I just want to say that I enjoy hearing Jonathan talk about his meat. I know you probably are, but Thank just you. ignore that old crabby old hater guy. Some people are just miserable. Great show as always. Be to be do. Thank you, dear. Thank you, ma'am. Good job. The new ovens come with an air fryer option, so you can air fry like 80 darn <laughs> wing things up in there. Uh, we have a convection oven that has the fan, and it's basically the same thing. Yeah, right? we've got one of those air fryer, like, uh, but it looks more like an old, uh, not toaster, a toaster oven. Yeah, right? I have one of those, too. It's in my garage. Yeah, that's what we have in the uh, in our facility. You know, oh, yeah. you, you know, if you take your washing machine, and you turn it around upside down, <laughs> you start a fire in there. <laughs> Build your own air fryer. <laughs> Well, check out EZ with his show producer air fryer. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon pepper is a mineral mined in Stone Mountain. Okay. Goat meat is what the gyros made out of. Are y'all kidding me? Come on, Jonathan. We gyros or goat meat. That's what a gyro's made out of. No, you ate not. it. You loved it. It's made out of lamb. Yes, goat meat. A gyro is a is a combination of lamb and beef, right? Pressed yes. together. It's basically a big meatloaf. Yeah, can, but it's like a meat. It's like a, but it's yeah. like a, a, a Greek meatloaf. It's lamb and beef yeah. and all based together with seasoning. Ground lamb and, and ground. Gyros in yeah. Greece are typically made of pork. Uh, then other meats are used in other countries. Lamb is common, and beef may be found more rarely as well. Typical American grass produced. Mass-produced gyros are made with finely ground beef with lamb. Yes. No goat mentioned Sam. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, John. On the windows to the wall. <laughs> to the wall. I got meat sweat on my... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the Usher remix. That's the rendition. Yeah. Um, Usher has a show in Vegas. That's why it was he was picked... Um, and because he's always doing that roller skating, like he actually has an elaborate dance show. So that's why, because he was in Vegas, he has another album coming out this year. Um, um, but he's had a he's had a residency in Vegas for 16 years. That's Good a, a hell of an accomplishment. So either a bird or a kid in the background. Well, that, was, that was a kid in the background. I wonder if it does any art. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I just don't. Um, people enjoyed it for if they liked Usher. I mean, otherwise you weren't going to enjoy it. For some reason, my wife kept screaming out, "Every white girl in here!" And none of them. 
Hey, it's not gyro. It's gyro. Oh, whatever. <laughs> the Shannon Burke Star Trek guy. All right. Those are. <laughs> love that I have a uh, uh, the Mediterranean restaurant, uh, Mediterranean deli on Fairbanks. Been there, going there for oh, yeah. years. Yeah, guy's yeah, yeah. awesome. Food's incredible. I know it. Uh, and he also, I love the guy because you'll go in there. He's always saying, hey, my friend, my friend, how are you doing? You do? But you'll go, I'd like to get a euro. And then another, and he'll go, yeah, yeah, euro, euro, euro. Someone else will come up and go, I'd like to get a gyro. He goes, yes, gyro for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> was always right. Huh? Yeah. And everybody's my friend. Everybody's my friend. Uh, that's funny. Those are the remarks for uh, the today's show. Powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats. We'll take our final break here, to, uh, and we'll come back to wrap it all up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Every year, Steve Faircal climbs the stairs of the John Hancock Center in Chicago, 94 floors to the top. It's called the hustle of the Hancock. It's hard to believe when you watch Steve today that a few years ago, his lungs were failing and he was fighting to survive. For eight hours a day, someone was pounding on my chest to try and keep my lungs clear. I honestly don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received the gift of life, a double lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. After I got my new lungs, I started doing things that I had never been able to do. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. Steve climbs to honor his donor and to raise awareness for organ, eye, and tissue donation. Wouldn't you like that when you left this beautiful planet, that you could save a few lives on your way out? It's an incredible gift. Imagine what you could make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash womenveterans. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, made easier by America's brave military dogs. These dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs and locating enemy positions. Yet when these canine heroes retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring these valiant dogs home and reunites them with their handlers for happy, healthy retirements. To learn how you can help, visit AmericanHumane.org. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open, and I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. Listener Sam seems to think that a lamb and a goat are the same animal. 
Uh, and, and and compare the, he believes that sheep, goat, and lamb are just hairier versions of one another. And apparently, I have to find a new place to eat chicken at. <laughs> 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 uh, That's ridiculous, Sam. Yes. Gotta know better. Yeah, we don't necessarily. Well, mutton uh, is Mut- sheep. People eat mutton, not so a sheep typically. Is an animal. Yes. Mutton is an age. Lamb is an age. Oh, yes. what are under, oh yeah, different ages. Yeah, under yeah. thirteen months, it's called a lamb. Over 13, it's wool-producing uh, mutton. mutton. So if you buy mutton in the grocery store, that's 14, 15, 16. That's Mary had a little lamb right there. Yeah, no, that's older. Yeah, that's older, older sheep meat. I oh, know, that's Mary had the little lamb. Oh, yes, yes. The lamb yes. is little than Mary. Yes. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. It took me a minute. I'm still thinking that Sam's watching me eat my fried chicken. Now, kind of mess up. <laughs> I do not want to be skinned alive and worn around Geneva by somebody. Uh, uh, Chiefs are going to get the White House invitation. There's speculation that uh, Taylor Swift may tag along with the team. What do you think? Yeah, she's running for president probably before it's over with. Uh, my understanding is they told her to stay away from the parade, though. Really? Because they couldn't guarantee her safety on the on the parade route. So they were like, please just not skip her the parade. safety? You mean Big Kelsey can't keep his girlfriend safe? Well, not, what is it, it's going to be some kind of sniper incident? Uh, it's Who knows? Taylor Swift, for the love of Pete. Uh, what, look what happened to uh, Selena. True. I saw that. Yeah. That popped up. In the, is there an anniversary? Uh, no, the the lady was saying. Up for that, parole? Well, no, she had like a courthouse, like a jail interview where she said, well, everything was wrong. They the, There's a whole different story of why I killed her. And Oh, what was it? I like uh, they yeah. let her let her out. Shh, shh. There are some people in Texas that are looking for her. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> for for yeah. real. Jonathan, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you, EZ. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. And thank you. I mean you, right there, the listener. Um, we're back tomorrow at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. As you know, don't forget Thursday, we're live at uh, Skip's Boots, uh, the world's largest indoor western city in Daytona. That should be fun. Uh, Bob the Love Sponge in the morning. Gets things kicking here. Don Miller after that. And we will see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. My name is Shannon Burke. Have a great night.